This week on the podcast, we venture to the Abaddon Hotel as we talk about Hell House LLC. Welcome back to the Dissect That Film Podcast, where we dissect the good, the bad, and the ugly of your favorite films and film franchises. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me as always, my wonderful co-host, Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. Hello. Hey. And joining us once again are our good friends, Boomer and Gabby of Podcast in the Woods. Woo! Hi. Woo! <laughs> I was looking back, I was like, what, what episode were you guys on last it was the predator episode and it was episode like 76 and we're on like 132 i was like damn it's been way too long <laughs> since we've had you guys on the show but we got to hang out with you guys on your show and that was a blast where we got to talk about dead alive a movie that yes. gabby doesn't ever want to talk about ever again <laughs> Fucking a. But, but today today we're going to be talking about a movie that she picked well she picked but it was kind of a a co-op here conversation where we were like, hey, you want to cover this movie? She's like, uh, duh. <laughs> a little bit. We are talking about Hell House LLC from 2016. This is a first for us because we have never covered a found footage film on this on this podcast. Shut the fuck up. Nope. This, no. is, this is our very first found footage film. I feel like I've insulted someone. <laughs> I feel attacked. <laughs> no, I'm so excited that this is your first found this is footage. It. Yeah, I'm this so is, happy. Yeah. We're, we're is, found uh, footage virgins in this. Yeah, like Gabby we'll, was we'll, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? No, <laughs> no, no. Judge, no judge, like, judge. I'm done. We have to verify <laughs> this. This is not the first time I've ever seen a found footage yes, film. This is just the first just, time we've done an we've episode covered covering one. That's what so I meant. So just for anybody out there, yeah, yeah we've I've watched plenty of found footage films, especially in the last, since the podcast started and since I've met wonderful people like Boomer and Gabby, especially Gabby is the one who introduced me to this movie is the reason why I watched it the first place. Cause this is my second go round with this movie. And uh, so I want to thank Gabby for, <laughs> for telling me about this one. Cause uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk about our experiences with this movie and whoo, this is exciting, but let's go. I can't sit still. I'm so excited. <laughs> let's go you through could, some of could. the behind the scenes stuff, of course, before we get into anything. Uh, so this was written and directed by Stephen Cognetti. Is that how you pronounce his last name? Yeah. All right. Uh, produced by Joe Bendelli and Matt uh, DePola. This stars Ryan Jennifer Jones as Sarah Havel. Danny Bellini as Alex Taylor. Gore Abrams as Paul O'Keefe. Jared Hacker as Tony Prescott. Adam Schneider as Andrew Mac McNamara. Alice. Oh, I don't know this last name, but 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 like as Diane Graves, Bill Hess as Joey Scheffler, Lauren A. Kennedy as Melissa and Jeb Krieger as Martin Cliver. To be honest, a couple of those guys, I'm like, I don't know who the, those are. Those people are. <laughs> I'm just reading what Wikipedia just gave me. 
This movie was released October 16, 2015 at the Telluride Horror Show and fully uh, released on November 1st, 2016. Was this a Shutter exclusive at first? Like, did this go straight to streaming services or was this... Prime. Prime? Okay. Yeah. Now it's everywhere. You could literally find this movie on like almost every streaming platform. It's on Tubi, I think, right now. It's on Screenbox along with all of its sequels. And it's on Shutter as well. So it's, yeah, I mean... You can literally find it anywhere. And the original cut is 83 minutes long. And then there's a director's cut, which is slightly longer. But the way that they set it up just was weird. Did, have you seen the director's cut of this? I take it you have, Gabby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I don't yeah. like how they set it up, though. They have it where they like set up this like 15 minutes of pre stuff. And then they play the movie. And then... They have like deleted scenes that a lot of the deleted scenes kind of just look like scenes I've already seen with like one, maybe five seconds of something maybe slightly different. I don't know. It was weird. I just didn't like how they yeah, set it I up. Mean, I, I don't love the term cash grab. And I don't think that that's what that was. I think that it was just. Um, I've I've spoken to Stephen Cognetti and Joe. I'm not name dropping God. Oh, do it several do it times. <laughs> I've spoken to Stephen and Joe, and nothing that they've ever done has been to like further anything for themselves. It's just that this movie has been such a like word of mouth movie, and it's been such a um, like a cult film that they just want to give more. They so whatever they had, they just kind of threw it together, and that was the director's cut. Just so people had more to see. Right. Yeah, because the beginning, yeah. it kind of gives us a, a little like intro from Stephen Cognetti about like what the version of the film you're going to see. Because it pretty much the, the difference between the theatrical cut, well, not theatrical, but the, the initial cut of the film and then the director's cut is the order of scenes. I guess the way that it was originally released, the scenes were like put in different spots where the director's cut is like his vision, his his path of the film. So you're going to see mostly the same scenes in both cuts, but they're just in different spots of the movie from, from what he said in the beginning. So, yeah, kind of all he had. I mean, like yeah. they had, they had put everything into the original that it was just like, Oh, well this was how he wrote it. So here, right? Yeah. So you guys signed director's cut DVD. That's by awesome. The way. That's awesome. That's, yeah. This is definitely a movie worth owning. Um, is there a Blu-ray of this? I didn't, to be honest, because it's the fact it's always, it's on like all these streaming services. I just didn't never bother to look for physical versions of it. So there's not a Blu-ray. It's just DVDs. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like that. That's what's kind of ah. wild about this. <laughs> I know. Am I, am I too loud? I don't, no, 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 no. I was just reacting oh, okay. to the fact that there's no Blu-ray. <laughs> It's like, no, actually, you're like, oh, it's like, God, <laughs> my ears. <laughs> but, yeah, the, uh, this is one that I, because I also like physical media, and especially with things that I really love, because, you, like you said, this is on absolutely every streaming service that you can find, with the exception of maybe Netflix, because Netflix fucking sucks. But with the exception of that. Fuck you, Netflix. Yeah. Not sponsored, obviously. Um, but with the exception of, of that, it is basically on every single other streaming service that you can that you can find. So, you know, you're obviously not in any danger of losing it. But I mean, who knows whether that will be the case in like 10 years. So anytime that I like really love a movie, I want to buy it. 
And yeah, I went searching for this. And yeah, the only thing that you can get is like a DVD copy. And I think that's also why they did kind of release the director's cut as they did. I mean, the way that to see this movie is that original cut. I think that is the better. Honestly, I think that's the better, the, the better cut of this film. But in order to get the fans some of those some of those scenes and some of the things that they just haven't seen, they just had to release it like that. Because even on the DVD, there's not like a whole lot of special special features and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of bare bones. So I'm hoping this gets picked up by Arrow or something like that. And we get a proper Blu-ray release of this film because I would I, I would be first in line for that. You yeah. can get the first second, but you cannot get the third on DVD. Mm-hmm. Weird. Bummer. Yeah. See, yeah, just uh, speaking of the sequels, there was two sequels. Uh, you had part two, which was just called The Abaddon Hotel, and then part three was The Lake of Fire, and it builds this trilogy based on the hotel itself and, of course, like the prior owner, which you hear about in uh, this film, but it kind of dives deeper into the lore and the history behind the hotel and just the weird shit that happens in the hotel. Uh, and it it, it kind of gets, it tries to get darker and darker. I don't want to go too deep into the sequels because I feel like we could cover the sequels on the show at some point because there's a lot going just on in those me. sequels. Yeah, I think that would be a good time. I, I I'm gonna state it right out out front here. I did not like the sequels, not not even remotely as much as I liked this first one. I think this first one is just so it really hits <laughs> all, it, just, it hits it just oh, it no. just hits so hard. And I think the that's a I think that's a problem with a lot of found footage sequels is I just don't think they can live up to. I know like paranormal activity people have their uh, opinions on like sequels being better than the original or whatever but in this is just my opinion the sequels didn't live up to this first one but that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to get too deep into it because i like i said i'd love to actually cover uh those at some point down the road but i'm not going to talk about i'm not going to ask you guys what your first experience is with this movie because you guys have an episode on this movie so if you want to know fully your thoughts on everything to do with this movie just go check out podcast in the woods episode on hell house llc the question I'm going to ask is, what what is your favorite found footage film? Oh, Hell House yeah. LLC. Okay, let's let's pretend Hell House doesn't exist. <laughs> Besides, this what's one. a close second for you? I know it's the Poughkeepsie tapes, right? That's Boomer's oh, favorite. Oh God! <laughs> or, what, or what was it? A uh, Paranormal Highway? Was that another one? That's like a. <laughs> <laughs> You can tell I listen to your show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gabby, I if you want to say- go basic bitch and just say Blair Witch. There's okay. nothing wrong with that. That's a yeah. I mean, that was my introduction to found footage. It was, I mean, I found footage is my favorite subgenre, so it's going to be hard for me to come up with something like right off the bat. Actually, that I, you is know what? Sorry to cut you off, but I think that's actually a better question. Not the fact of like, what's your favorite? What was your introduction? So I think that I actually like that better. So thanks for changing the question up for me because that actually is a better question. So yeah, what what was our what's everybody's first experience with the found footage genre? So Gabby gave us her answer. So Boomer, what about you? I mean, it had to be the same thing, you know, because mm-hmm. Gabby and I are, are are the same age. So it was the Blair Witch Project and. I went to see that and it's funny how many people thought that that was like a real film that they were actually like going to go into the theater and watch this like psychological snuff film, apparently, yeah. uh, which 
obviously was not was not the case but it was still it's it's a great movie i love the blair witch project but and the the marketing for that was incredible so i i went and watched that opening night and it was fucking packed i mean the, the theater was just absolutely full and people could say whatever they want about that movie now but there were people shitting their pants in the seats during the during that film and it was like me and three three friends of mine. We went and watched it, and then afterward, it's like let's get some beer and go camping. Uh, so that's that's what we did. It was a great experience. Dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, wait. I have a question though. Yeah, go ahead. Is Faces of Death considered found footage? Oh. My dad used to watch the fuck out of those. I mean, wasn't it? Weren't they all like supposed to look like they were being recorded? By yeah, somebody? yeah, they're all supposed to look like not like, like real a, not like an actual record. cameraman, but like somebody you know, yeah, everyday yeah. people just going to record and stuff. So I would say, I would say yes. Yeah, absolutely. I would say they. I think I think they have come out and said that they were a like a mixture of staged and actual like news footage mm. of like deaths. Um, because what were those? So like, if that's the, the case, that was my introduction. No, 90s, 70s, 80s, 90s, I think. Oh, wow. um, yeah, I, I saw them early. in the 90s. Yeah. But yeah, so I would have to change my answer. If Faces of Death is considered found footage, that would be my introduction. And Blair Witch would be my favorite. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Very entertaining, uh, you know, family pictures, Faces of Death. Absolutely, yeah. Watch mm. it with the kids. Yeah. Family friendly. Watch with the kids and dump that Bible before you go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, Angela. What about you? Do you need a moment? Yeah, I need a moment. She needs a moment. It's between two movies, and they both came out the same year. Well, the other one, one didn't, but make this will all make sense. It's either between Cloverfield or <clears throat> or Wreck. Wow. Okay, so two, it's one. Of, you wouldn't choices. let me watch that one. They are, and I don't know which one it was. My first <laughs> one, because of course, the, the obvious four reasons I don't watch stuff growing up. But Cloverfield was a bit obviously it's kaiju. So I'm like, do I have to see this shit? Like I, I still love that movie. And then Quarantine came out the same year, but I didn't find out about Wreck until after Quarantine came out. So it, they both would have been roughly around the same time. I love Cloverfield for what it is, a giant monster movie and all that stuff. And and I think it did a good job. And the motion stuff doesn't bother me. But Wreck is really good. I never seen Quarantine. I I watched Wreck, and everybody's like, the original's better, and I never even fucked with Quarantine. I've actually heard Quarantine's actually good. Uh, I've good heard it's not bad, remake. but I've just heard that Wreck was bad. I want to consider yeah. it, yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's fine. I mean, yeah. I really like Jennifer Carpenter, so I was yeah, she's a fine. fan of it. But I always remember... Thank you, Booms. I don't either. I was just smiling and nodding. Okay. But yeah, I don't like her I, I, yeah. I'm a big Dexter fan, and I was a fan of her in Dexter. I love okay. Dexter, and I thought she was a Weirdo. Yeah. Couldn't stand her. <laughs> Stupid face took away from that. Fucking dead. I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, hey, great. Dexter, I'm your sister, and I swear a lot. Like, fuck off. I couldn't. Yeah. Sorry. I love it. That's great. I, Wreck was just, I like it because I like zombie stuff, and then, like, the ending of that movie is scary as shit. So, yeah. That whole movie is scary as shit. I, I I thought the the the, the beginning I enjoy. Of course, there's there's scary movies like when the one uh, older, heavier set woman like charges them and shit down the hallway and whatnot. But it's like when they, she gets locked in that room by herself, whatever the fuck that scraggly string bean pale motherfucker or whatever that lives in the attic. Angela, <laughs> Angela, what was your introduction to the found footage genre? Oh wait, I got this. Wait, go ahead. 
Ouch. It's, <laughs> it's just going to get pushed off into the floor and he's going to be gone. Probably. Um, it has to be Cloverfield. Um, don't hate me, but I've never watched Blair Witch. Nobody's mad. That's okay. I'm mad. No. <laughs> I know. <Boomer. laughs> What? I think no it's boomer. hilarious that we're trying to introduce the kinder, more gentler Gabby, and Boomer's just like, fuck everybody! He's gotta fill that <laughs> void, hey, man. Hey, do you see that right there? I've still got a spread uh, hate and discontent you see for Evil Dead 2. Kinda. Her, what is uh, it? I built the Infinity back. Gauntlet today, and it's flipping everybody off. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, so there. It's, it's constantly there for you. <laughs> oh. For me, I would... I probably would say Paranormal Activity. I was not big into this genre growing up. Like for me, it was all like those big, you know, the big, you know, things like Jason and Freddy and Chucky. I've mentioned it many, many times when it comes to like my introduction to horror. Found footage just wasn't a thing I was really interested in until I probably was in high school. And I... Uh, when me and my wife first got together, we used to watch movies all the time. That's what, like, Cloverfield, I remember seeing that. Wasn't a big fan of it at the time. I, to be honest, have not seen it in 15 years, so that definitely needs a rewatch at some point. But Paranormal Activity, I think, was the first one that we had watched together, and it was, you know, super late at night, dark, just how you need to watch these movies. And to be honest, they, that whole movie... Sure you watched the movie? Oh no! That was after, no, no, that was after the movie was over. <laughs> <laughs> DVD and chill. This Netflix. It's like, well, the movie's ne- over. Netflix Would you like rental to open and chill. My chambers. <laughs> He's like, hey, I've seen half the movie anyway. Would you, would you like a <laughs> like proper dicking, ma'am? Oh my god! Yeah, there we go. There's I'm my answer to it. To <laughs> He's never gonna be on the show now. <laughs> oh my god the only thing i remember about that movie was it was really sexy oh uh, paranormal activity <laughs> what parker watching it with his wife that's really specific <laughs> like what was going Bones on here, is uh letting us know his secret oh, desires wow. sets up small cameras in everybody's house like this will come in handy later <laughs> So before we start talking about the plot of this movie, you're so weird. Let's oh, we're going to talk about the little bit of facts that I've been able to find on this movie. It was kind of hard to find like all the details. Gabby, you might have some info that I won't mention. Uh, so this movie was kind of brought up back that the idea for this movie was brought up back in 2011. Uh, pretty much executive producers were just like, hey, we want a haunted house movie. We want a movie about a haunted house gone wrong. And I think it was like 2014 when they actually got a script and they started filming. And then the biggest issue for them in the beginning was trying to find a place to actually make the movie. Well, what they did is they, the Abaddon Hotel was a hotel in Lehighton, is that how you pronounce it? In Pennsylvania? Lehighton, yeah. Lehighton. Uh, yeah. Called the Waldor- Waldorf Hotel, which at the time was a haunted house attraction. And the production Still designer. Is. yeah. And the production designer, uh, Angie Angie Moyer, she is the one who owns it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Sweetest lady on the planet. I, I take it you've met her. Yes. Because you've you've like you you stated earlier that you've talked to the director and the filmmakers behind this, correct? 
And I've been to Waldorf. I live in Pennsylvania. It's about oh. an hour 45 from my house. Um, so I've been there twice. Once during the summer when it wasn't open. And then once I went to the actual haunt. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And that's where I met Joe and Steven. Very cool. Yeah, that's the, yeah. they the watching some of the behind the scenes on the director's cut you actually can see some of their like them going to the filming locations and trying to find like the different you know the hotel itself and all the different uh, areas that they were filming they got we got some cool like deleted scene type things where they were actually fucking with the actors with the different props like actually like you know Joe would like literally move the that creepy clown around the hotel without them filming and like set it up in different spots to fuck with the crew and the cast. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of behind the scenes stuff with this uh, that I could find. Uh, I didn't really, I don't, as you know, anyone listens to the show, you, as you know, I don't deep dive into research on the movies we talk about. I just try to find the little bit I can. And then we talk about stuff in the plot. Gabby, do you have anything you want to talk about behind the scenes wise of this movie before we talk about the plot? I think the most interesting couple things about behind the scenes is Steven is um, obviously, I think I think it's kind of, I think it's obvious when you watch the film. Steven is a lifelong horror fan. Mm -hmm. He likes a movie that has like rewatchability. He likes to put, uh, he likes movies that have subtleties that maybe you won't pick up on one watch, but you'll pick it up on a subsequent watch. And I've seen this movie countless times and I can attest to that. I mean, like there are so many things that I still see in this and i actually um showed this to some friends last night for the first time their first time and i can't even remember what it was because i was drinking a little bit and um it was something i was like oh my god i never noticed that before um but i think this movie is very it's he wrote it well because he wanted to write a horror movie for horror fans and i think that he did a really good job on that and also there is a kind of a throwaway line in the film that it's the Abaddon Hotel was kind of set up like H.H. Holmes Hotel, mm -hmm. that it's it's hard to figure your way around and, you know, all that stuff. When I went to Waldorf, um, my friend and I ended up meeting these guys who I had already met Angie online. I had never met her in person, um, but we had spoken a couple times. And um, these guys, like, they knew her personally and they have their own YouTube channel. They go to haunts around the country. That's like their YouTube channel. And my friend and I met them, and because they knew everybody, um, they took us through that they put the lights up, and the actors kind of hung back a little bit. And I got to tour, instead of touring Waldorf Hotel, I got to tour Abaddon, and I got to like walk through the entire set of the movie. And I think that that's the most interesting thing that they put in there, that if anybody is ever lucky enough to go there, um, please go. It's amazing. Um, but it really is set up like that. Like, you can't figure out with full lighting, nobody's jumping out at you, you're just walking through as an observer. It is a very, very effective set that they chose. It's a very effective location. Um, and other behind the scenes, the clown was not planned. That, like, they didn't the have anything for that. And that fucking clown. Yeah, they didn't have that wasn't something that they bought. It wasn't something that they built. They just needed something. So they just came up with it. And for that to be that 
I don't know. I've I've never been afraid of clowns. I don't know about you guys, but I don't clowns don't really do anything for me. Um I think it's a scary fucking clown. Yeah. I mean also yeah, the, just and, what the clown does in the movie. Yeah. I think that's what makes yeah. it scary. Yeah. So I thought that that was interesting. Um I'm sure I have more, but what one I mean we while we're going through night. while we're going through the plot, if you got something you want to say, just make sure you just start talking. You don't have to raise your hand or anything. You've been on the oh, show. You know, you know what you, you know what you can do. Just uh, yeah, <laughs> if you got things to say, speak up because I'm just gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> so the movie starts. <laughs> if you if you watch the director's cut, it's pretty much the director telling you uh, Stephen Cognetti telling us, you know, the version of the movie you're about to see. So like I had stated before, uh, the director's cut is the same as the the original cut. Just scenes are kind of put in different orders. The movie opens to our one of the we have Diane. She's a reporter, and she is interviewing people, asking what happened at the Abaddon Hotel. And you find out that there was a fire there that killed fifteen people during the. It pretty much the hotel was turned into a haunt called Hell House, and things happened and people died, and nobody knows what actually happened. So. We the, the first thing we see is a video recorded from one of the actual tour goers that brings us through uh, the haunt. You get to see, uh, you pretty much see strange things happening. You see, like, um, I think it was Sarah, like, go by one of the the girl that was part of that group. And she's like, huh, that doesn't seem right. Well, you know, what's going on? And just kind of things start slowly, uh, you know, rising up. And then everything just kind of goes to hell. The person behind the camera in that scene, by the way, was Steven. Yes, he was. He filmed that himself. Yeah, he yeah. was that cameraman. And then I think the producer was Diane's cameraman. Jonathan, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, it, it pretty much all starts from the basement. They, like, get to the basement, to the top of the basement, and people are, like, rushing up the stairs. Chaos is happening. People are falling over. Things in the kitchen start falling. And that's when we get the 911 call that kind of is all broken up. Like, you know, it's a woman crying, you know, saying like things are happening, but you can't really understand what she's saying. All you hear is like into the wall, into the wall. But you really don't understand what that means at this moment. It's just really creepy. Yeah. What I like about like that, like the, the beginning of the film is not only does it set up a good mystery and I won't go too far in, in, into that in case somebody else wants to touch on it. But what I, what I, what really stuck out to me is how wonderful this paints a picture of like the spooky time season. Mm-hmm. Like you feel that excitement with the crowd, like you're, you're there with everybody in, in line for the haunt. And it's just like, it, it gives you all those like wonderful vibes. I lo- I'm a person who loves haunts. I've been to, been to several and there is there there's nothing like that like getting in line and you, there's a sense of camaraderie there with like the other people and you just get to talk and like meet people and talk about horror talk about film talk about like what you're expecting from this and it's so much fun like being in line for a haunt is almost as much fun as as going through it and this the, this movie does like a, just a phenomenal job of of setting that up and giving you those those type of vibes oh absolutely i I I have I don't go on haunts many much because there's really not a lot around here, but I remember going to Salem a couple of years ago, 
And uh, it was great because like my wife's not a big fan of going through haunts and a couple other people that we were with weren't a fan of haunts and just kind of being just seeing their reaction and them like being all huddled together is like me, <laughs> me and the, the two other guys I was with just kind of standing there just observing <laughs> them going through. It was awesome. It was hilarious. Uh, there was a couple times where it gets you. But yeah, they're a lot of fun. And then, you know, you get haunts that just go way too far. And there's movies about those. Did you guys see that one? Are you yeah. talking about the one on Hulu right now about yeah. McKinney Manor? Yeah. That guy's a fucking weirdo. Too much. I've heard about those. That's something. Mm. Nope. 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 I've watched no. several people's experiences on YouTube and it's like. I listened to a podcast about it once. It's fucked. I'm like, no, nah, dude. Yeah. I'm no, no, that guy found a legal way to like fucking rape and torture people. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah. Gross. Fuck you, Russ. That is a documentary I will never watch again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it hurt. After the 911 call, we see some pictures that were taken and posted. Uh, someone had broken into the hotel after the incident, taking pictures of like blood smears all over the walls. He was like blood going up the basement, like just weird things. Uh, all the, the weird stuff that no one wanted to let anybody know about. And yeah, fuck the basement. Just fuck this basement. <laughs> just anytime right. anyone goes, you just know some bad shit is about to go on if they go down to that basement. They set it up effectively because anytime for me, like goes at the basement, I was like, oh, shit, some shit's going to go down. Somebody fucking walking down by the basement or somebody looks at the basement. I'm like, don't <laughs> yeah. do that. I, I have, like, a, I have an anecdote about the basement. Okay. When I went, right? So I met the guys that were friends with the owners. Mm -hmm. First thing they said was, do you want to go down in the basement? Do you want to see the basement? Because then they, it since the movie's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, it's not just a yearly haunt. It's like they do year-round events. Like, you can go there anytime oh during the year, and they have something going on. They actually just did a Friday the 13th reunion there. Oh, that's oh, awesome. Yeah, last weekend. Um, but, uh, like, they... Back then, it was just the yearly haunt, and those guys were like, "We can get you in the basement. Do you want to go in the basement?" And I was like, "Fuck you, no!" Like, what do you mean? No, <laughs> yeah. no I've basement. seen this movie before. <laughs> I've seen this movie a hundred times. No. no, I know what happened down there, and also, I've been a lifelong horror fan. I don't do basements, okay? And then <clears throat> the next person that we met was Angie, and she was like, "Oh my god, it's so nice to meet you in person. Do you want to go down to the basement?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> Sounds like a weird cult. Like, what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And she was <laughs> like, that's so funny. You don't want to see it? And I was like, no. And she was like, girl, I don't blame you. She was like, the ceiling's really low. You'll get cobwebs in your hair. As soon as I heard cobweb, it was like, double no. I don't do spiders either. Like, and on, then when I met Steven and Joe, and I was like, oh my God, I just love you. I mean, I was, I didn't cry in front of them. I collapsed in the parking lot. Um, But my proudest moment is the fact that I did not cry in front of Steven and Joe because I cried when I met Joe Bob and I cried through an entire Barry Manilow concert, but I did not cry when I met Steven and Joe. And, um, the first thing that they said, do you want to go check out the basement? Do you want to go in the basement? And I was that... just like, I even said to them, to the filmmakers, I was like, you guys realize what a great movie you made? No, I saw the movie and they were like, Oh my God, that's so fake. And I was like, no, I, no. Wait, it is to you. You filmed it. I watched it. Different experiences. Yeah. No. Let's just change your hands to the wall. This will be fun. Come on. We'll do a photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see how this God. shit starts. This, yeah. this is like the ending of your movie. Don't do this to me. You yeah. should go well, check it out. It'll be fine. I don't know if they put like a, a separate exit. Like if they did add, because you know, like to do certain things with like tours and open it to 
to barbecue, you have to have like extra exits and whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they've done that since, but back then, like it was the thing, like we can, do you want to see it? We'll take you down there, but we don't do tours. And like, they have escape hell house that they turn into an escape room. They have like a haunt mm-hmm. tour that you actually go in with a paranormal investigator. They have, mm-hmm. um, they did a thing that you could sleep there. Um, yeah. And you, yeah, a you could like ticket. choose where you slept, like which Ooh. room. Yeah. And one of the rooms, the first room to sell out was the basement. Oh. But Joe, yeah, Joe and Steven told me like, yeah, it's miserable down there. You, you, you made the right choice. Was, you don't want to go down What was there. the second, what was the second most requested room? Paul's room? 2C. 2C. Is that, the, was that, was that the room Paul was in or was that the room that Sarah and Alex were in? Sarah. Right. Yeah. The room, room that Paul was in was creepy as hell too. Cause things happened to him. Yeah. Fuck. Let's we'll, yeah. let's get to no. that. You got the wrong kind of night call. That's I have impact. always had a had a severe anxiety with basements of any kind. We lived in a house one time where we kept hearing noises and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from, and it sounded like the batteries on a smoke detector going dead. We changed all the batteries in this house in every smoke detector we could find. And it was something in the basement that kept making that noise. And I'm like, nope, bye. You're, you're I good. I guess I'm going to hear that noise forever. Yes, I would just ignore it. You ever seen that movie, The Ruins? No. Where no. the plants mimic noises? Like, there you go. That's what they're doing. They're just like, come on down here. Change the batteries. It'll be sweet. Because it was yeah, a stone <laughs> basement. And I was like, hell no. I'm not going down in that. We've got candy down here. No. <laughs> Ooh, piece what? candy. Uh, Liz- <laughs> what kind? Reese's peanut butter cups. Help me in. I am so with you, Angela. I will send you a picture of my basement landing. I have, I block my basement entrance. So like you can open the, like the door to my basement, but I have a snowblower, a grill, a shovel, like boxes, everything. You can't go down. I don't want anything coming up and I'm not going down there. That's fair. Your cat is totally showing us her basement entrance. So just... (laughs) Micah, oh my god, go girl. <laughs> hey. Do it, girl. This is my uh, hello fans. This is a preview to my OnlyFans account. <laughs> my only cat account. <laughs> Showing you my kitty's kitty. Uh, Welcome. So it is time to interview Sarah. Supposedly the last or she was the only surviving person from Hell House. And she brings some tapes because Alex, who was kind of like the head of it all, uh, wanted everything recorded in the haunt. So, and somehow she was able to get them all after everything happened. And so she gives them to Diane. And so her, one of her guys goes off and looks through the footage. And that's pretty much what this movie is, is him going through all of the tapes Um, and then like, of course, like sprinkled in, you get interviews from, People who like you get a I don't I, who was the older guy? What was he? Was he like a psychiatrist or something? Or I don't know. I like to me he came off as I yeah. I was about to say he came off as like the town historian to me. Like yeah. I, I I don't think it ever gave his title, but that's kind of what I got because he had information that nobody else had during the entire I movie. His um, actual occupation was greatest mustache of all time. <laughs> I can attest to that. That was a nice mustache. He was selling fried chicken and they just started interviewing him. Yeah. Yeah. He was the oh, guy who like, he knew a lot about Alex. Like that was what he primarily would talk about is like, 
Alex was this kind of guy or this kind of guy and stuff like that. I was like, all right, cool, man. <laughs> but you had the guy who uh, you, they talked to the guy who goes into the hotel to take all those pictures. Uh, I think there was, I can't remember what the woman, they, they interview another woman, but I don't remember if she was just a patron to the haunt or did she work there and she left? Was she just a patron? She was the one that was in front of the camera. Okay. In the YouTube video in the beginning. Yeah. She looked like a completely different person. That's why it like threw me off. I didn't, she, they, it didn't look like the same woman. So it kind of, I was like, oh, is she just, I don't know. I got confused because I thought. As a girl, I liked that. I thought initially when I first saw this movie, I thought she was the one they hired that got chained up in the basement later. But then I remembered, oh yeah, she died. <laughs> she's so, super dead. Yeah, she's yeah. No, I, I liked that. that they did that. That you couldn't tell the different. That you could you couldn't tell it was the same person because it was like, here's what happened to me. Oh, but I'm gonna be on camera. Mm. I need my hair done and my makeup. And I mean, I would do the same damn thing. Fuck a tragedy. I gotta be ready. <laughs> If I'm going to die, I'm going to die in style. <laughs> hey, at least wear, you know, clean underwear. Yeah. Preach. So going through the tapes, this is where we meet our, our group. So we have Sarah. We have Alex. Alex is kind of the, uh, he's the guy who's, you know, who bought this or he, did they buy the, the hotel or did they just rent it out? Like what? I can't remember what he actually does, but he's the one who orchestrates everything because they have a haunt in New York City and it's really successful. And then I guess they wanted to start it somewhere else to kind of bring people out. And Sarah is his girlfriend. Then you have Paul, who is primarily just he's the cameraman. He's the guy who records most of the time, doesn't really do much else. Then you have Tony who is one of the friends who who helps out. And then you have Mac, who I'm guessing is like a co... The way that it's like portrayed is he's like a co-partner with Alex on The Haunt. Alex and Mac grew up together. Okay. They've been friends their whole lives. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way that they kind of like interact with each other was like they were um, co-partners for this whole thing. Like they are the ones that started The Haunt in New York City and then they're the ones who kind of worked it out to come out here and to the outskirts of the city to start this new haunt. Uh, you get the, you get the interaction in the car. Not really that important, but it's kind of just introducing you to everybody. You know, the fact that like Mac and Alex fight a lot over things that you kind of don't know why, like it doesn't really clarify until later on in the movie. Uh, so they explore, the dilapidated hotel. I just love how they're all just like, yeah, this is a piece of shit. This is like, what are we doing here? This is, this isn't going to work. And Alex, of course, he's, he's like, come on guys, it's going to be great. He's, he's, he's envisioning this, everything in his head. It's, it's all coming to fruition. He's just like over there, this is what we're going to do. You know, you know how, how it goes. And this is when things already start happening. Like they go up to the attic. They already see like which kind of gives some weird foreshadowing to things that are going to happen later. But you get like weird voices that go over the uh, walkie talkies that aren't any of the people that are there. And it's, and, and of course, like most movies in the beginning of these events, it's like, Hey, did you hear that? Yeah, that was weird. What was it? Eh, I don't know. It's probably just somebody fucking around. And then they just move on. It's always the wind. Yeah. Always <laughs> the wind. It's like the wind can speak. 
figures. And also, this is where you get like the first instant of a shadow figure. Like they walk by 2C, and there's the cloaked figure in the corner, which. Uh, oh, anytime this anytime this scene pops up, I just think of like ghost adventures. Like this is when we walked by two C and you, we saw a shadow person. We didn't see it at the time, but there it is. And this like still shot of a shadow person. <laughs> Should have been a big me. like, yeah, of like a big red arrow. Like <laughs> yeah, it's right there. <laughs> so they then venture down. And no, it is. It, it is creepy, but like after you watch it a couple times, you're just like, no, this is this th- that part just feels like you just need Zach Bagans coming in. Like we saw a shadow guy. It was it's right there because you know how Zach Bagans is. <laughs> yes, please tell us more. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't. I don't. Ghost I don't. bro. Yeah, he's a ghost he's bro. Ghost bro. Yeah. I enjoy watching that show. It's fucking ridiculous, but it's fun to watch. Uh, Back in the day, we used to call it Three Assholes in the Dark. That's a good description. And then Ghost Hunters was, did you hear that? No, I didn't fucking hear anything. Fucking Jesus. (laughs) Show me something. (laughs) I spent hours of my time watching this stupid show, and I never see anything. Well, that's because half the time they got the GoPros pointed at themselves. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, oh my god, what's that ghostly figure? And it's just like them going, <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, you, but here's the thing. Do we have a camera thing. in that direction? No. <laughs> On a personal note, you can't include Boomer in any of these conversations about like actual haunted places because he doesn't believe in anything. Oh. So he makes fun of everything, and I don't talk to him about anything. Okay, so you guys can be fun, Dan and Dan and Booms. Okay, like you guys can talk. Angela, I yeah, I believe in ghosts. Okay, well that's going to be our second spinoff podcast. I believe in ghosts. We're going to be talking about haunted places because I, I wasn't making fun of the fact of like believing in ghosts because no, I believe in ghosts. But right. I no, I'm going to just be a producer. I don't want to be on the show. I, would, I want the two <laughs> ladies to talk. I don't want to. I don't want to budge into that. Hey, I no, have but, I have sh- uh, pictures from when we went to Savannah. There, there's things I mean, in those pictures. That's a good place I to go. go back. You gotta go there. You gotta go like Gettysburg. Yes. Yeah. No, more, I can't talk about that in this episode. So more Damn. weird shit starts happening in the hotel after they uh, pretty much start sleeping there. I just love where it's like, "Hey, we're gonna plan on staying here," and just like, "What? No, Ew. thank you." <laughs> Could you imagine Ooh. how dingy that fucking place oh. smells? We were on like. Ew! So, no! To implicate myself further, because no. I mentioned this before, I used to, like, when I was younger, I used to, like, sneak into abandoned houses, so I, I kind of know what they smell like, and, like, like this whole place would just smell like dinge, dude. Like, all of it. I could <laughs> smell it when they went in there. I was like... Ah. I love how Sarah describes it. It smells like a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, we've all gotten a little too warm in our sweater, and, like, somehow, like, we sat down and the neck came out and it puffed air up in our faces. Oh. And it was like that moment of, like, do I smell like that? Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Please tell yeah. me if I smell. I think this is fitting. Remind me at the end of this, and I will tell the story I've been talking about for like five million episodes of what was it? The Conjuring? Not Conjuring. Is that what we covered? Yeah, The Conjuring. Where you saw the person? Yeah, Phantom Penis? Or what? No, it was a dick oh. window. Whatever it was. I'll talk about that at the end. You That's saw about... a dick in the window? Yeah, yes, that is relevant. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you at the end. At the end of all of this. He put himself 100%, in that situation. 100%. I did. I'm going to see a dick in a window. Well, if you were around where I was when I was a kid, you may have seen a dick in the window. Give me the address. 
Shit. I don't even know if it's there anymore. I'm single. Where is it? <laughs> Alive or dead, it's... No, I'm not even going to continue with that statement. I live by myself. Oh, I'll walk past somebody's house. <laughs> is that a... Oh, he's just grilling hot dogs. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, that was just an Italian sausage. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Who's Italian sausage? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> so, like, either way, you're just seeing, it looks delicious. You're just seeing shadows, and it's just a guy just standing there, and it's just a, it's just an actual sausage, and just somebody just bites in. You're just like, what the fuck? And you just oh. run away. <laughs> now who is this? Now who's talking too much? I haven't said anything about a dick in the window, and you start you start the whole. Yep. You started it, Dan. Way to go. Good job. So I mean. They go, about, <laughs> they go yeah, hang out by the conversation. They get the the bar all set up, so they're all hanging out there. They're reminiscing about like the haunt in New York. And I guess there was another one that they started, but it wasn't as successful. It was kind of a shit show. Yeah, they don't talk about well, the it. whole yeah. backstory is that they Alex started this. He started doing a yearly haunt in New York. Mm-hmm. And the last one or two years that they did it it didn't do well and they lost so much money that he had to find something outside the city that was cheaper to rent or buy or whatever he did. Um, that was cheaper for like upkeep and operation costs Mm -hmm. that could bring in more money because if you go to a place that nobody has anything to do, which by the way, in Lee Heighton right next door to the Waldorf estate of fear is the world's largest general store. Ooh, Ooh, I love general go. stores. I do too. It, it <laughs> is. I'm telling you, you have to follow the arrows as you go through. I had a panic attack halfway through and had to follow the arrows back out because I felt like I was never going to get out. The building itself, like if you look at it from the outside, is fucking massive. But when you go inside, the way that they have it, like cordoned off and like everything. But um, Lee Heighton, there is something else to do. And it's the world's largest general store. You can go to the scary place. I'll go to the general store. They have those. those felt like that in IKEA. Roasted nuts, those Christmas nuts. You know what I'm talking about? That smells so good in the mall. Oh yeah, yeah. They have those right when you walk in the door. Mm, good. Well, I guess we're going. You always gotta love a good smelling nut in the yeah, winter just time. Take, just take your happy sack and just rub it on them cinnamon things they have in the Christmas aisle, and you're halfway there, dude. <laughs> we're gonna be taking well, a New England trip by my, ourselves. My. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just remembering working at Walmart and they we used to get the big giant containers of the cinnamon smelling pine cones. That's oh, what I'm talking about. Man, this is the fruit. worst. Like they're That's fine if you have warfare. one of them, but when you get a whole box no. and it just like punches you in the yeah. face. Like we had a lady come in the other day. She's like, What's that good smell? And I'm like, It's in the back of the store. How the hell are you smelling? So this? strong. Yes. They can so be a strong. headache. Yeah. I agree. So uh, this is when we get the scene where I think Tony is hanging up Wendy, which is the name Paul gives the old la- the old hag figure. They're hanging it from the ceiling, and this, uh, of course, this is where he's like giving Paul shit because Paul won't help with anything. He's just well, you know, Alex wants me to record everything, so I'm here to record. And he's like, yeah, yeah. son of a bitch, That's my job. And <laughs> of course, it's when my pay grade. He tells Paul to go get Alex to have him see Wendy to see if it looks good. And this is when you get to see like the shadow figure walk by the door that opens and shuts on him. That's uh, creepy as hell. I, for some reason, I was expecting him to like have an accident. 
like I've seen this movie before, but when I rewatched the movie, I was like, does he fall off the ladder or does he like accidentally like almost hang himself? No, he doesn't. He it, it just weird things happen, and then Alex shows up with Paul, and they look at the uh, they look at her, and then it moves on. I like how everybody, everybody. This movie is so relatable because everybody has a friend like Paul, where <laughs> you 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 ask for help to move or something like that. It's like, hey, hey, man, I'm moving. You mind coming over and helping? They're like, sure, yeah, I'll be there. And then it's like you and somebody else who actually gives a shit, and you're on the end lifting the dresser, and that asshole friend is like in the middle, like, you know, barely lifting anything. We like, all what? have that person. <laughs> I will not name Either who that, that person is for me. that shows but... up like, oh, man, I was getting out of the car last night. I fucking put my back out, but oh. I didn't want to blow you off, man. I'm here. I'm here for you. And they pick up like a lamp. <laughs> They're just there yeah. for the free pizza. Yeah, and beer. I brought yeah. the mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, man. It's so true. I've got your pillows. <laughs> yeah. I found this box of pasta. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, Mind if I cook this up real quick? You yeah. still got water? Um, just Paul, plays, Paul plays the piano with his new friend, Hector. And this is when we hear the, the infamous piano, you know, uh, melody there, which uh, from what I've read, is the Meow Mix song slowed down? At least that's what I read on a couple sites. I don't know if that's actually true. I'd have to ask uh, Stephen. But uh, uh, his wife wrote it. His okay. wife. Well, his wife came up with it. Maybe. But like I said, um, I don't know. Yeah, just his, from what I've read. And because yeah. the funny thing was, is I read that before I rewatched the movie, and I'm like listening to it. And I'm like, it doesn't. I don't, I don't hear it, so I don't believe it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't say it in the trivia, so I don't know. Meow, meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> Please. I've already Please. got the Meow Mix song in my head as soon as he said it. No, you just have to play the song that is played, but you just have to add meows to it. <laughs> meow, 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 meow. I'm sold on it. Oh, I can say it. So this is when Paul starts getting a visitor in his room and it's terrifying. The first time yeah. I saw the scene, I was like, nope, nope. Cause you don't see any features. You just see nope. hair and just this dark figure walk into the room as he's talking to the camera. Yeah. And then of course yeah. he turns around and sees the figure, but he's so dark in his room. He doesn't know who it is. He thinks it's Sarah. Sleepwalking. Sleepwalking. Yeah. Yes. And because the figure just turns around and just slowly walks out of the room. And I'm just like, no, no. Who the hell has ever seen a sleepwalker that they were like, Hey, weirdo. Go back, go back to, your room. to bed. Like, <laughs> like, and that scene is like really creepy, but I can't help but laugh because growing up, we had this guy that lived with us. It was my stepdad's friend and his name was Stan big flock of seagulls fan. And so he had this like long blonde hair and he was stoned. Obviously, Stan. He was stoned all the time, and he acted pretty much like the ghost does, where it's like he would just come into a room and just kind of stand there and not say anything. Like, Stan? Stan, are you okay? Huh? Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. You are know, you and he serious? just. Yeah, I swear, 100%. He would just How kind of like. How many times have we watched this movie and ever told me about Stan? Friend <laughs> off. That's Why isn't I... Stan guesting on our show? We need a third host. It needs to be Stan. I all the fucking time. 
Neither of us smokes weed. We need that guy. That's when I start locking my door, though. Fuck that. Like, even (laughs) if I know who the person is, like, no, I don't need to wake up and see that. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) My child sleepwalked one time. I didn't sleep for weeks. I don't want that. I don't need somebody who's not aware of the fact that they're in my space, in my space. Sleepwalking fucks me up so bad. Paranormal activity, when she gets up and walks around the side of the bed and just stands there and the clock fast forwards and she's just standing there. I swear before, holy God, if anybody ever, I woke up in the middle of the night and they were sleepwalking over me. I am not responsible for the amount of pepper spray in your fucking face. Take notes. Take notes. Keep this in mind. Yeah. (laughs) We all go to a con together. I'm going to remember this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Just so we meet the actors. They hire a few actors for the haunt, and we get a backstory on one of the uh, one of the actors who he he's the one who dressed up as a clown and ran off joey joey yeah you find out that he he survived the whole day the whole night but he um, ends up uh he ha- uh, hanging himself later on i think it was like nine days after the the incident uh but he does this you also meet him later and he does this weird eye trick and he actually can do it it's disgusting yeah. the eye pop it's like the one mm. lady on um one of the talk shows and she could like do both her eyes. Oh, and I'm like, um, I'm good. Thank you. That ain't normal. No, it's not. But it's definitely a sign of an underlying condition. Yeah. So this is when we get kind of a history lesson about the hotel. Uh, it's called the it was it's the Abaddon Hotel in the town of Abaddon. And the. So Abaddon is from is it from the bible isn't it like he's like the guard he was like the demon that guards the gates of hell that's what what it means i look this this all up it's um hang on and pretty much we get the the story of andrew tully who is the owner of the hotel and uh the stories of missing guests like throughout his time owning the hotel and then it got to the point where um things got so bad for him that he ended up killing himself as well and they show the picture of him hanging, and I was like, I don't think they would sh- like that. Doesn't see, like, I I feel like certain things you you're just showing for effect, but like I feel in a real documentary, you're not you're not going to be able to show a picture of this. Like but I get it for the movie; it, it's all fiction. <laughs> but the sheer fact is, like, I I feel like you kind of want to make it feel real, like you kind of want to do like a Blair Witch. Where, like, you want people to see this movie and be like, holy fuck, is this real? I need to know. And Did that... you ever see the movie Stuff? No. But I... It's a documentary? No. Heard of it, but I didn't watch it. I... I... Well, go ahead. Sorry. I haven't been able to find it in over a decade, but um, it's about, like, looking for snuff films, the history of the snuff film, and seeing mm. if they're actually real and what constitutes a snuff film. Have, having seen Snuff... Maybe they would have shown it because they showed the uh, beheadings. Right. Remember when uh, what's their faces? Al Qaeda was taking people and like cutting their fucking heads off and like shooting them in the face. They right. showed that in snuff. It was the most disturbing film I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, I think also extremely of... interesting. I was just gonna say a lot of the uh, the Jack the Rip uh, Jack the Ripper documentaries they show the they show the crime scene photos in those. I mean, granted, they're over 
Yeah. A hundred years old. So I don't know if that, but I mean, those are pretty gruesome I mean, as, as well. It doesn't take me out of the movie. I'm not saying that, but I was just, no. it was just one of those, like, would they show this in an actual documentary? Well, but like I said, it think, doesn't take me out of, out of the I, movie at all. Possibly. What well, makes me think of, you know, some of the documentaries about concentration camps and stuff like that. They would show, yeah. Yeah, like some of them I've seen would show the bodies. Baby. All right. No. Proving Brett wrong. I'm just saying it happens. No. It's just, it's just like a certain seeing, amount of time. No, I'm not upset. Yeah. You proved no, me wrong. It's okay. I feel like he was like, "Who would show this?" And we're all like, "What do you mean? Fuck well, you everywhere. Stuck, stupid. Like, <laughs> no. I'm sorry." Back to yeah, Brett. I'm pretty sure that there's uh, this episode of My Little Pony, and uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty graphic. <laughs> I believe. Yes. I, I mean, Anyways, kids shows are said, very graphic now. Yeah. Abaddon was used uh, with reference to a bottomless pit in the Bible. Uh, it says, offer, often appearing alongside the place of Sheol, meaning the resting place of dead peoples. So, that's... Very, very, very cool. It depends on your interpretation. There, There's quite a few. Growing up in a religious household, I read the Bible. I don't remember this being there, but, you know, there's a lot of probably glossed over some of that stuff a lot of yeah. that it, it is it's it's in revelations there's two of them there's See, abaddon yeah. and then there's another one and i forget what the other one is but either way i mean it's a great name for a town oh, oh absolutely yeah. it's great i would want to go there like, i would next to some hellhole i mean no <laughs> <laughs> excuse me Literally, i'm looking yeah, for the abaddon hotel uh yeah. does it have the hellhole in the bottom if not it's not real this way yeah. Uh, so this is where we get the introduction to our wonderful clowns uh, and the main clown that we eventually see many times just making its way throughout the hotel. And later, and a, and a little bit later is when you get uh, Paul kind of walking through the haunt. And this is where he encounters the clown on the top of the stairs, like looking down oh. into the basement. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's like, what are you looking at? At first, he's like, what the fuck are you doing there? And then he's like looking down to see if there's anything down there. And then when he looks back up, the clown is looking at him. And he's like, what the fuck? And then he's just, he's out of there. Because he thinks it's his friend. Yeah, he thinks it's Tony. Yeah. 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 Because he runs into Mac reading a book. Yeah. I could never remember names until like later on in the movie. I'm like, okay, this is this person. Because they would just mention it in passing. And I'm like, okay, I don't know who you are, but okay. But yeah, after they had talked about how the head wouldn't move, yeah, I was like, yeah, was that's cool. later. Okay. That's later with Tony when Tony, uh, when the, Tony and Mac go down into the basement, and because they they're hearing stuff, and so they go down there, and he's they go into like the freezer, and then they go out, and all the heads turn, and then mm-hmm. they, and that's when he freaks out, and he's just like. Fuck this! I'm out of here because Alex. Because yeah, the entire time Alex is like, "Come on, guys, you're just messing around." Like he doesn't take any of this serious, and you find out why in the sequels. But like, if you're just watching this one, you just you, he's just a businessman, and he even states it's like it's all business. Like this place he's needs a to work. Dick. Oh, he's an asshole. Yeah. He sucks. He comes across yeah. as such a fucking dick, and even when it is revealed in the sequels, it, it, fuck you still, yeah, Alex. He still fuck sucks. you in your fucking vest. Yeah. Yeah, he's the he's that kind of guy where if the shit was happening, I'd be like, I don't care if we're not friends anymore. I'm fucking out of here. I don't care if we ever talk yeah. again because clearly yeah. you're a piece fuck of you. shit. The fuck are you what paying you me eight dollars an hour? Go fuck yourself. Yeah, two thousand and nine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 
probably 825. Um, Dan, you looked a little confused. Opening night when everybody's like freaked out and Alex is giving that pep talk and everybody, let's go. Like, we're going to put on a show. He's wearing that dumbass vest. Oh, yeah, that black one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck him in that fucking vest. Fuck that vest, you, I will. Alex. Yeah. Fuck your Put vest. Your fingers under your vest. Thank you. There you go. There you yeah. Because it's not even like, hey, this is a fall attraction. I'm wearing a puffy vest from Old Navy that I got on the $19 day. Like, I'm wearing a fucking vest. A vest vest. Like, get out of here. Yeah. See my Where's your fucking ass caught, dick? <laughs> like, I hate him. So, yeah, this is when they hang the sign, the, the Hell House sign. And also they talk about the fact that there's a Google image that shows the front of the Abaddon before any of them were even there to set up Hell House. And it's that ghostly figure of Alex on the uh, the balcony, which is kind of creepy. But they show it like three times because the first time you're like, what am I looking at right now? And then the second time I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if that's real still, but the first time I went there was my 30, mind your business, birthday. Um, hey, I'm, and, not, I'm not far behind you. So um, That was when I looked up the directions. That was their, their Google map. Oh, that's cool. If you clicked on it. That was still, I don't know if it still is, but I just, I saw that and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's sorry, really eerie. I'm in that boomer's face he's just over there like sorry you're just over you're just over there smiling and i cannot you're just <laughs> he's charming What's the matter, booms? i can't he's just having a good time i am did you grow up with a lack of parental supervision do you know all the lyrics to the fresh prince of bel-air remember merrimick cheese and the fry guys have an inexplicable love for the california raisins can you remember madonna's original face then you might be a part of the doom generation laugh until you cry with us each week as we stumble blindly through the memories of the movies and other random things that doomed us to be the salty sarcastic sardonic ladies you want to hang with you know us you love us you can't fucking live without us doom generation available everywhere you find podcasts so this is when Paul gets spooked again and he tries to prove uh, to Alex like what happened and everybody's like, oh, it's just Paul. He always fucks with everybody. And that's the thing. It's like things happen to the people who are usually just the big goofball. So no one believes them when something is actually happening. And that's what pretty much Paul is. Paul's that like goofball who no one can take serious. So as soon as they do something, they're like, yeah, fuck you. So they... Register. the clown they keep getting more weird shit happening with that clown uh sarah they find sarah talking to a wall she's saying things in gibberish which i guess it's she's saying something but i guess they flipped the audio to yeah. get the gibberish speech yeah i don't i can't remember i, I read what they she gave was her saying the missy elliott effect I, I can't I, remember and what I it noticed said. It. I was like, it's uh, according to IMDb. It's when I got to the front door, the police were arriving. What did she do? What do you mean? What is he Elliot? No, no. Oh. For that line to code. I got to oh. the front door. Like, what the fuck is going of, on? I think it's part of her. Um, in the end, it's part of, wasn't it part of what she was saying in her interview? Remember in um, when they show the footage right before spoiler alert right before paul comes back mm -hmm. and it shows sarah and she's running yeah she can't get out 
the police were there, but she couldn't get out. That's right. what. Yeah, because every time they would try to get to a door, it would shut on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, Parker. Yeah. During this scene, they see her. It, it's Paul and somebody else. So Paul. So Paul and Mac wake up because they hear they hear noises, and then they look at the bottom of the stairs, and that clown is at the bottom of the stairs, staring up. Yeah. And so at first it was like, Paul, do you do this, or they, they they think it's one of the guys just fucking with them. So they go and take and the clown and they're the way, carrying it through Paul. the haunt. Yeah, no, Paul's yeah. just getting fucking wrecked throughout this whole movie. He's, he's kind like, of a fig. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a man. He's a, big, he's a man in two thousand nine. <laughs> yeah, a bit bit creepy. He's, yeah. he's a bit creepy. Yeah, yeah. I don't, like the interview with that with the actress there when he's just like at, pretty much like flirting with her and just saying like, "Dude, you can't stop. Stop it. Go away." He's such a hog. This isn't casting couch. That shit doesn't happen until after the Halloween season. <laughs> Jesus. I really think that she should show her boobs. He was dedicated to it. Wouldn't that, like, wouldn't that entail like a whole other Boomer is thing? the Paul of podcasting. <laughs> I mean, he's handsome as fuck. What do you expect? Weren't they adamant, though, about her taking her shirt off or whatever? No, Paul was. was. Paul was. Yeah. Alex was like, Paul absolutely was. not. Absolutely not. The one thing that was... Alex was actually not a th- complete piece of shit about... <laughs> That's the fact that he wasn't going to make the actress take off her take off uh, her bra. And, uh, it was, so, although, I mean, she basically was pretty naked. I mean, that was that was, was kind of weird. Who was the one that cut her shirt all Alex, the way down? Alex does. Yeah. Why like, did she do that before she put the shirt on? Just the, hilar- the funniest thing is this was anyway. my, my wife started She's laughing. Like, this She's is like, going to be what cold. Is, what is he doing? I was like, it's the whole aesthetic of the the haunt she's like oh no okay <laughs> no it's not you don't yeah i totally to expected them to scary. like yeah, I, I totally expected them to just like cut a hole or some make some rips in it or something <laughs> and it's like, like nope i was just expecting them to cut it you know like under her bra and that'd be it like yeah. no he's just like keeps going i was like okay what i was gonna say is during the scene because they see her and they're like sarah sarah and i'm sitting there like Sarah Harding. I'm like, how many Sarahs are in this house? Sorry. Yeah, Jurassic, Lost World, one. Jurassic Park. <laughs> I call can't back. help it, dude. I can't help it. Not reference it. Oh, Lord. No, can't, can't not touch. Can't not so touch. they bring the clown downstairs. This is when they find Sarah in her gibberish. And then they turn and the clown just disappears. And they're like, what the fuck? You guys saw that, right? So they're trying the to. First time it disappeared. They try to go, like, they're trying to get out of the hotel. And they can't find the exit, or they would get to an exit and they couldn't get out. So like it was just like this whole fucking thing. They were like going through the house and they were like, oh, they, they were so disoriented they couldn't figure out how to get out. Just and then climb they, out the window. They walk into a room though that was originally all like it was supposed to look all destroyed with shit everywhere. And then they walk in and the whole room is like set up. You know, the table, the chairs, and it has like dishes on the table, and it's just it was just weird. And then they turn around, and the fucking clown is back there, just hanging out. He's just like, hey. hey. He <laughs> wants to be a part creep. of you, too. Can I see you to your table? Like, fucking no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, talk about Paul being a complete creep. We, not that I really needed to mention it, but I figured I, I should. The fact that he literally creeps in on Sarah and Alex in the bedroom, and he's, like, <laughs> zooming in on her ass, and I was like, Paul, Paul. <laughs> Come on, bro. And then he continues to do it while Alex is watching him. Like, Alex can see he's doing it. Oh, my bitch. I would punch this dude right in the face. 
Lock your doors. <laughs> the fuck out of here, Paul. Yeah, well, I, Paul does say that. He's like, well, you maybe you should shut your door. Like, Paul's totally the wrong, but he's also not necessarily wrong about shutting the door. Just yeah. Saying. Hey, we have three kids. You learn to lock your door. So this is when things start getting really, really bad. So Paul ends up finding a notebook or like a little diary in Alex's room. And it has like ideas for the haunt. But then as he gets deeper into the notebook, it just says Abaddon a bunch of times with like weird demonic symbols and stuff like that. And he's like, what the fuck is this? And that night he's doing his, you know, he's talking to the camera and that's when he gets another visitor. And it's just a woman sitting on the floor, like sitting against the wall. I was like, come on, man. And it's great because he's talked to the camera and she's just there. And then he, of course, turns and realizes she's there and he freaks out and he goes under the covers. He's like a little kid. He's like, fuck that. I'm under the covers. So yeah, Paul realizes that he hides under his sheet like a little kid. And every, but the thing is like you expect when he lifts up his sheet that it, that she'd be gone. But every time he lifts the sheet, she gets closer to his bed and he just keeps, you know, lifting it up slowly and then dropping it. And then of course, when he lifts it again, she's right there and she just comes at him. And then you just, you don't see anything. You just hear screaming. Uh, And then fucking terrifying. It's it's the scariest part of this movie, in my opinion, like that, that whole sequence. I'm like, what? Oh fuck! I like the second time watching it wasn't as effective for me. It was the I'm, I'm, my experience with these scenes is definitely that very first time watching this movie, watching it in the dark, not having to take notes, just watching it and experiencing time. these things. And holy yeah. shit, this scene! I was like, okay, cool, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. It's it's perfect because it's not it's not exactly a jump scare, so it's not like super cheap, but it still has that same kind of effect on you. Oh yeah, and and I, I just love that. Yeah, when you you don't know what to expect every time that that he opens it up, and oh man, it's one of those things that just kind of makes you push back. Like if you're sitting in your seat, you know, you yeah. just kind of push back away. It's 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 fantastic. I love it. Yeah, definitely like, the money shot of this entire film. You're like, don't make eye contact. Don't make <laughs> eye contact. Yeah. Do you know how many times I got scared as a kid and I hid under my blankets and yeah, sheets like, and didn't look? Every kid yeah. did that. Some I, I, yeah. I but I vividly remember that, and I'm like. Yeah. I'm over here like, nope, not going to look. I know what's going to happen. I mean, I almost consider I have a blast with it, but I do almost consider like um, podcasting to be like my second job. That like I'm watching movies because I I want to, but I'm watching them because I have to. I have right. to talk about them, so I have to watch yeah. them. So I can't tell you guys how many horror movies I've seen in my life. I can't tell you how many times in my life I've been scared. I am still like here. This is my sweater, but I am still the one that I have seen everything. And the more disturbing and disgusting and terrible that it gets, the more I'm like, hmm, what are you talking about? Hi. <laughs> but I still, as I'm watching it, I'm like this and this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that scene, I can say after seeing this movie countless times, I'm not afraid anymore. The reason I'm not afraid anymore is because I still have never uncovered my eyes during that scene. Ever. It, I it's that. I don't like scary movies, but it's definitely tough to like. It's a good scene. It's very well done. And they even before this, they do a good job just setting up all the suspense with the doll, with her talking, and just they do a really good job of it. 
They Why shot that scene actually with the little girl and with the clown. Really? And Stephen Cognetti said that when they went over the two ideas, that everybody kind of went toward the little girl. I agree with that. I think with the clown, it would not have been as effective. Even though the clown is yeah. fucking terrifying. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because the, the clown girl. was the, the deleted scene. There was a deleted scene where it was that same scene, but with the clown uh, sitting against the wall instead of the girl, which, yeah, the girl is way more effective, in my opinion. Even though was... I would still be fucking terrified if I, uh, you know, was hiding under my blanket and I just peeked up and that fucking clown is, like, right in my face. When I went to it. Waldorf... Ah! <laughs> oh, when I went to Waldorf, um, you had like the ticket booth and then you walked around the corner from the ticket booth and there was like this big open space, like in this big courtyard. Yeah. And they had like, it was really cute. Like they had like a little fire pit and like a couple like food trucks and it was adorable. And they had like a little merchandise thing. Um, but when my friend, it was early in the season, it was like the first weekend they were open. So there was nobody there. Like, so yeah. when we walked around the corner, there was not a crowd. We walked around that corner and standing there was that fucking clown. And my friend had never seen or heard of Hell House, so she had no idea. Mm -hmm. And we walked around that corner, and I was like, I'm so excited. And we went around the corner, and I was like, no, we got to go. We're leaving. I don't want this motherfucker in my face. I don't want this. This is not part of my life. <laughs> I want to live how I want to live, and he is not a part of that. And it was so hard to, like, walk past. I ended up taking my picture with him, but I looked bad, so I never posted it. But, um, so I was too scared and I Photoshop a lot. So, um, <laughs> just, <laughs> that's true. You can, um, you can just send it to me. I won't judge. It's so bad. It's like, I don't care. literally like, that's why I don't post like, any pictures. Like, I just like 14 chins and like a weird smile. And like, my shoulders were like this because I was terrified. And I was like, this guy is going to grab my boob. Like, I was so scared. Because that's the real life. Wait, the clown women. was going to do that? Oh, real life fear outside of horror movies. Real life fear for women is that, hey, I'm going to take a picture with this guy. He's going to grab my fucking boob. Because they do that a lot. I don't like that. That's and it scares fair. me. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I yeah. Imagine. I just to have a guy like... grab your boob unwanted and the clown to grab your boob unwanted? Mm -mm. Hey, that's when I, I, can, I can give you. I can give you one better. Um, no told you about this i was in a bar with a friend after work and this dude randomly messaged me on facebook i'm like who the hell are you how did you know my name i don't know who you are he's like can i buy you a drink and i'm like nope i'm out bye i'm going home like that i don't uh, yes i'll punch you if you touch me and unwanted i carry yeah. a knife all the time i don't care to stab you Angela, I'm obsessed with you. I don't care to brandish my knife. Like, yeah. I've worked retail way too long to not have a weapon. Let me tell you how I got these scars. I But to have somebody randomly message you and That's you have no cool. idea who they are and you have no... That. It was oh, chaos. Don't worry about it. No idea how they got your name. Yeah. Asking if they can buy you a drink. I was like, no, I'm going home. Bye. I feel yeah. bad for like pure hearted people at this point in my life because there was a con um, that we were at and um, I had my podcast in the woods t-shirt on and Represent. Oh, sorry. red hair, big glasses. It's kind of, I mean, 
kind of recognizable. Um, it's a brand. I was walking through the door and some guy walked past me and he didn't touch me at all. But he pointed at me. And of course, the logo was right here, which right. is right here. And so the logo is right here. And he pointed and he went, Abby, whoa. Abby. And he was like freaking out. And I was just like, hi, I'm sorry. I love you. Thank you. Bye. Like I was terrified and i was wasted and the and the the t-shirt comes up to i don't wear it anymore because it's just a little snug and it makes me feel bad about myself so i don't wear it a lot but i think that it's just cut weird um you're the same person (laughs) but like i i i had it it, it, it's not it wasn't revealing or anything like that but it was just the fat and also i had a cardigan on over it so it wasn't even like that it was super revealing anyway i don't like I think that's part of the scariest thing about that scene is like, um, hey, guys, now you know how the fuck we feel when we turn around and you're right the fuck here. And it's just like, oh, my God, go away. Yeah, stop doing that. Why yeah. Do it I'm just... married to you. I don't just like do it to random fucking people. No, I'm just kidding. No, I like... really think if you do, you should film it for TikTok, though. I cannot stand when people think that, like, well, it's not technically invading your personal space because I'm being compassionate i'm sympathizing i'm empathizing i'm i'm comforting and it's things like that that like i mean i didn't mean to turn this episode into a psa but like if a person doesn't ask you for a hug people please exactly if yeah yeah, if a person doesn't give you the physical signs that they're okay with like grabbing you especially the wrist don't touch people and don't get in faces little girl in paul's room above the sheets yeah tired of you bitch yeah you know who else is a big hugger? Is the cult you. in oh. in Hell House LLC? They big are. huggers. Yeah, they oh, love God, to hug. They, they love to hug. I'm glad they you. Thanks. Soul right out of you. Boomer, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Uh, segway. That segue. That that's to keep us back. Lady, put us back on the track. That's here. what the lady does. But anyways, back back to what I think the scene with the girl is conveyed very much better than he disappeared. Oh, not you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All I saw was no. He's like, I can't take all this hugging conversation. (laughs) I just dropped my phone right before. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's conveyed better than if they would have used the clown because subtle movements. You can see her eyes. Like Mm -hmm. she moves her eyes first. Oh my God. Yep. It just freaked me out more than I think the clown could have done because you he doesn't have eyes. Well, I think another yeah. reason is outside of like what you hear in the lore, and I assume this is the, the reference to this, is there's no precedence. She's just she there. She just appears. Yeah. It's not the clown. You've seen the clown come up. She's just fucking yeah. there. You're like, who the hell you is You don't know who it is. Person? And to be honest, yeah, you never no. really find out who it is, other than well, you, you kind can of, kind of you can kind of make guesses on it later on. Well, they still they say they sometime one of the dudes says like one of their first victims was like a 12 year old girl he thinks and i'm assuming that's who that is it may not be but that's the closest well yeah they were talking about the fact that there were people disappearing in the hotel back when tully owned it so yeah that's 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 your guess you don't know exactly who they are but that's kind of the idea at least they give you some like nugget to it but other than that like that could just be a throwaway line the whole movie and and not mean anything got me so yeah so after paul gets attacked Tony comes into the room the next morning and finds the camera, but no Paul. And the so they just, the wall. 
Oh, I didn't. If even you look at the wall, that. there's like a few yeah, little specks of blood. We didn't know if that was for the thing, but I imagine not. Because that's where they were sleeping. Because that's where they were sleeping. This like is what little... I'm talking about with the rewatchability and the hidden things. Yeah. I, you I guys just blew my fucking mind. I didn't, even I didn't notice know there was blood it. on yeah. the wall. Very just a few like bloop bloop like on the wall. You can see when when he picks up the camera and starts oh. moving. Yeah, you can kind of see a few. There's there's certain things that I feel like I pointed out that he missed, like with the strobe light. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, strobe. Oh my god! Yeah, we didn't even talk about that scene. The fact that, that they're good. setting up that hallway with the strobe light, yeah. and you know, he's asking like, how many dummies do we have in here? And yeah. he said like three, but he keeps seeing one slowly getting closer to the point. He's like, yeah, get me the fuck out of here! Get me and out! It wasn't every. It wasn't every time. It was no. like every other flash. And I was like, yeah. hey, that's and so not you're there. looking for it. You're like, where is he? Oh, he's gone. Oh, where's but he gonna be now? He's seeing it when it flashes up, and I'm like, hey, that's not supposed to be there. Yeah. So you know when Paul runs out and vomits? It's real. That's not scripted. That was, yeah. 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 That was I the actor got himself so worked up that he fucking puked. Can you imagine? I get that, like, there's that disconnect of being the actor, and this is your role, and you're being paid to do this, and you already read it, and you know what's going to happen, and whatever. But still, you're putting yourself in that situation. Am I losing my voice? God, Brett, hope so. Um, like to to see that, like to to experience that. Could you imagine? Could oh. you imagine? No, no. I have no. worked myself up enough to get nauseous. Not necessarily vomited, but I have worked myself up. You get the nervous poops all the time. Yeah, I'm infamous yep. for that. Yeah. <sighs> My my anxiety, my anxiety is not uh yeah that's that's it, usually I want I don't want to dig any more... deeper into that but that that's what happens <laughs> to me when my anxiety goes through the roof. <laughs> I get the, I get the nervous peas. Um, I have been in front of a bunch of people and I'm like, damn, I need to go pee, and they're like, you don't have time, and I'm like, okay, let's get this over with right now before I pee my pants. Yeah. So yeah, Tony can't find Paul. They get the they try to call him and they get this like loud screeching noise that comes through the phone, which causes Alex to drop the phone. Then they hear the piano playing at night, the same melody that Paul was playing with Hector. Hector just And so they think, Oh, Paul's friend. Paul's still around. So they 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 go down there, they're trying to find him all over the place. They eventually do find him. He's like sitting up against a wall. But he, but he's not saying like anything. one of the clowns. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, at, but that's after they do the whole scene with the clowns in the freezer and stuff. Oh like, yeah, because they, because they literally walk out of the freezer and he's against the wall in the basement. Yep. Yeah. This is and, one of the biggest beefs that I have with this movie, and you know, this movie is perfect in everything to me. This is my favorite film of all time. But um, what shit ass fucking friends are these? Paul fucking yeah. disappears. They're like, Paul's a dick. Yeah, they're like, Paul's they done this before. Yeah, they call his phone and they get like the creepiest, most terrifying thing to happen over a cell phone. Remember, this is 2008. If you didn't have good service, your phone didn't even ring. So it's not even like he was in a bad area. It was just like, you picked it up and hell answered the phone. Right. And then he finally fucking reappears and they're like, Fuck you, you suck, you piece of shit. It's like, yeah. uh, hi, you selfish assholes. Let's ask what happened to your friend. 
around? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, because then he goes to then he like goes to his room and like doesn't come out. Like he just lays in bed. He sleeps for days. Yeah, yeah. he's he's dead. Well, what I was going to say is, you talk about it being shitty friends, Abby, is look at the whole scene leading up to it with the phone call. The cameraman's like, here, take my phone. And the fucking shit happens. And they drop his phone on the ground. And nobody offers to pick it up. They yeah, just he just walk, walks walk off. off. Yeah. And you're like, fuck you, like, Alex, fuck you piece phone. of shit. Like, what? Yeah, you yeah. just broke my shit. That was a fucking flip phone. Those shits were fucking Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get yeah. you a new one at yeah, the so, end. Yeah, and we talked about this scene earlier, the fact that... Uh, Tony is like, nah, I'm done. I'm quitting. He does his thing. But then Mac like takes him somewhere and kind of tells him about what's going on that like they're fucked. Like they don't have any money. Which is his wiener gets him to stay. <laughs> he probably That's does. not true for anybody who has Mac's seen like, it. Look at it. He's like, I'll show you a big old hog. And then he's like, All right, I guess I'll stay for the hog. He starts I'm running his fingers up his thigh. Listen, there's a lot you don't know, but you want to know. You just hear some oinking from the pants. Little tickle on oh, the table. Boy, that hog yeah, is cold. You know, Gabby, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, just just the tip of the fingernail, dude. What <laughs> fuck am I? God, Ew. And he's like, hang on a second, let me eat it's this hole and numb my throat before we start doing yeah. that uh, throat action. <laughs> Got to make sure that callus is all built. Okay, strong. moving on. Um, Listen, there was only one female in this group, and she was mm-hmm. taken. There were several other males. Listen, you know, don't, we don't know what all they did. No listen, kink shame here. I don't. No, I mean, a hole's a hole. A hole's it, a yes, a cat is fine too. Yep. I don't say it. I don't. Booms, judge I'm people. obsessed with you for that. By the way, <laughs> I don't judge people for what they're into. So you know, you what do what you got to do. There's it is. It is a weird scene though, because it's kind of like this hallmark moment. They're just in this lovely field. I know. I thought of flowers. Seemed, yeah, it seemed out of place. <laughs> hey, there's hands on shoulders. You know, the mountains uh, like musical yeah, starts coming there. on. <laughs> so the haunt has officially started, and <laughs> shit goes down. They Alex is wearing a vest. Alex is wearing his vest. Yeah. He gives his pep talk to all the all the actors. They all go get set up. We see the girl getting her shirt cut. You get Joey dressed up as a clown, and then everything starts to happen. Uh, everybody's... Slightly less inspiring than the uh, Braveheart speech, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't really get me all pumped up. It was more of the. It got to the point where Max was like, "Okay, I'm gonna go take them away because you're just being weird." <laughs> well, I think that this scene is the only issue that I, the only huge issue that I had with the acting in this is the way that Alex was like the actor playing him. Like I can hear his inner monologue that like okay i have to be building them up but i'm also terrified and i also know that something's gonna happen so like they say action and he's there in that stupid fucking vest and it's like hey guys we're gonna do this and it's just it's so forced and that to me that's the worst scene of the entire film yeah it's it's just the acting and it is so bad so the, shame on you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. You Take your vest off, dick. So yeah, everything is going smooth so far. Well, except for there's a little bit of a couple hiccups, like the walkies aren't working right. And, you know, just small, you know, basic things that usually happen with these type of uh, things. And, but then they, uh, Joey just runs out of the basement. With, a little yeah. bitch. Yeah, he just little yeah. bitch. Yeah, he he's out of there, which he causes the girl 
to un. I'm sorry. Her. I'm sorry though. That shouldn't even be a thing. You should have it to the point where she can get out of it whenever she wants. Like yeah, was, the fact that she is actually locked in those cuffs or in those shackles. Like fuck that. <laughs> Did you see what she was shackled with? It was like yeah, this wide, it was like that, like, and it nope. looked like she could just go like woo and yeah. leave. If we can be honest, I've actually owned shackles like that before. That lining, you can get right out of it. No safe word involved. www.onlyfans.com slash Gabby. There you go. There it is. I'm lying. I'm Good lying. Night. That doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm sorry. She's <laughs> outshining you right now. <laughs> so, yeah. So Let's the... just say I own them, but I never used them. Yeah. Marriage. So she gets attacked in the basement. By a cloaked figure. <laughs> I love you. That's also part of marriage. That's normal. Yeah. He missed everybody's, it. Nope. I'm glad you caught that, but he missed it. Everybody, everybody, uh, everybody's trying to get out of the basement. She gets attacked and dies. And a giant hole just opens up in the basement and just sucks her in. She's just bye. <laughs> the portal to hell. Wee. <laughs> and this is when the door starts shutting on their own. So like every time one of the main people try to get outside of the hotel the door would shut on them and they can't get out they let ev- all the guests out just not any of the main crew there they've been marked soul marked so they go up to the attic I... oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i think that the way that they explained that in the sequel i believe it was two the way that they explained that that all of the guests got out, but the actors didn't. Like anyone who worked for anybody who is disappointed by the end of this, like the end of this specific movie. I think anybody who's disappointed by the ending of this film, they all that I've talked to have all had like kind of the same reactions. Mm -hmm. I would love for them to watch two and three and then come back and think about, you know, watch one, watch two, watch three, then watch one again. Yeah. Even if you don't want to watch the whole thing, just watch the ending again and see, like, the way that everything ties together so well. Like, the way that Stephen Cognetti thought ahead. Right. That, like, okay, in the first movie, it's like, why? Are you kidding me? Did you run out of ideas? Did you... What, what, where is this coming from? Like, you, you, you just needed a way to wrap it up. When you watch the sequels, you're like, genius. Yeah, I just always think ghosts cheat. Every time I see one of these movies, it's like you fucking <laughs> cheating ghosts. Yeah. Hey, listen, they're dead, and they're they could do whatever the fuck they want now. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. You know, ghosts—they have sex with people. I'm yeah. not saying I wouldn't touch a penis, but I'm not saying I would not not touch a penis. So Mac and Sarah <laughs> go to the attic, and they find Alex up there hanging from the ceiling, and. I'm like, this is when they drop the camera and then it shows that there's cloaked figures up at the up in the attic. They get attacked. And then we go back to Sarah's interview with Diane. And earlier in the movie, actually like the beginning of the movie, Sarah mentioned they like they asked Sarah, like, how how have you been? She's like, Oh, I'm in a I'm in a better place now. And like in the when you first hear that, you don't really think it's just a weird way of maybe saying you're okay. But then you find out what it really means by the end of this movie, because at the end of the interview, well, not it's not the end of the interview. She's just like, can I get a break? I, I'm really tired. I just want to, 
you know, go rest. And they're like, yeah, sure. Go to your room, take a nap, do what you got to do and come back. We'll finish up. She's like, yeah, so uh, I'm in two C's. So if you need me, that's where I'll be. And so they're like, cool. And so while, you know, Sarah leaves, Diane's like, let's go to the hotel because Sarah pretty much talks them into doing it. Like, hey, have you ever tried just breaking in? They're like, no, but okay, let's try it. So they go to the hotel. They break into the hotel. Well, first they go to the front desk to yes. get Sarah. And they're like, they're like, um, hey, so we're looking for uh, Sarah Havel. She's in room two C, and they're like, uh, well, our rooms don't have letters. And they're like, okay. And they're like, yeah, there's nobody here by that name. They're like, alrighty. So they go to the hotel. They go around. They see all the different things that we've already seen, uh, in the tapes. And then they get to the rooms and they get, they find two C and they're like, uh, what the fuck? And they open the door and Sarah's sitting on the bed. But two C is locked from the outside. Yes. yes. It has that old school it's hook the, lock. The slide. Is it the hook lock or is it the slide lock? I'm pretty sure hers it's the is the hook, hook lock. lock. Okay. Yeah, it's the hook lock. Yeah. And I was like, that's my attic door, by the way. Ooh. I, that's the the older style locks is yeah. that hook and there is um like there is the two there there's two uh figures that show up right behind her there's two of them yeah yep right yeah. right because you know the 2c i i think is the director's way of telling us that in this room there are two cocks that's true there are so the cloaked figures bam are Yep. Mic drop truth bomb. I just assumed it was cloaked figures, not cocks, but you know. I think he's on to something. It could be both. <laughs> um, I do think that um <laughs> just and, and this has nothing to do with cocks. I'm just saying, um be the I first think thing. that <laughs> I, literally I could talk about them for days. Hello, right. penises. Hi. Hi. Um hey. <laughs> Miss you. <laughs> um, we can we can talk about that, and the guys can talk about the boobs, and you know. No, we'll yes! talk about penis. I, listen, <laughs> I'm not just gonna sit down and just talk about boobs. I listen. Just the the way that you guys picture us all what do you being think alone and having like pillow fights in our bras and panties yeah. the entire time. We picture you guys sitting around and like talking about boobs. Like we just picture you like drinking cheap beer and talking about boobs while you're picturing us in like a beautiful white room and like bras and panties and our hair and makeup done and we're just like tossing pillows at each other and being like, oh my god. And then like, yeah. That's that's uh, what in my eyes I picture. But anyway, or I actually had a ser- uh, my what uh, I said or measuring them. They're <laughs> actually sorry. Angela actually, is my best friend. So funny but thing. I did... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, real quick. When I think, okay, this is legit train of thought. When I think of boobs. I know they don't work this way, but I always think of the physics device where it clacks into the other one and then it clacks back. And I just think of that way with, I don't know why, but that's just what I think of. Yeah, that's, I don't know. There's a name for that device. And I can't is, think of what it is. What does this but show I, become? Listen. Is it because when we get older, they fall down? Under our arms, no, I don't. I'm not talking down, about anything. We like, lay I down, just, and our boobs just go to the sides, and it just makes us sad. Is that why? 
And then we go like this with one and it just comes up. And then we do like this with the other. And it's just like, I am. I, I can't Parker, answer this question. Parker's going to have a blast editing this, but carry on, Gabby. You, you had a, a relevant point to make. <laughs> Actually, my point, I was going to say something about the movie. <laughs> I think that I think that we we can kind of like the ending of this movie. It's a climax. It's a good climax, but it's not like Is there ever a bad overwhelming. Climax? The rest of the mm, damn. Well, I mean, just no. keep it to the lower back, not on your hair. That's that's sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm 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 gonna be quiet. If it's hair washing day, it's okay. You just have to ask first. <laughs> I'm sorry, Parker. <laughs> I'm just gonna start talking to her. <laughs> Ma'am, may I frost the drapes? She will take it in the hair. She doesn't care. Listen, I have been wondering the whole time what Don't that is ever knows how it burns. Where where she's from. I'm just saying. Oh, fuck. This is great. This is Sam. Uh, Sam the Clam. She has been part of this podcast the entire uh, run of it, the last two and a half years. She just sits in the background in different positions because my wife and daughter like to play jokes on me. This was, no, it was a model because my wife went to school to be a hairdresser and this was a model and it just finds its way around my basement. I thought it was an Al Snow reference. I'm not going to lie. It plays well with the movie because the fact that there's like weird mannequins and that's stuff around. So it was actually I the just, Michael Meyer mask. The thing I had the Michael Meyer mask. That's what I was gonna say. I assume that's where you set the Michael yeah. Meyer. I know, but okay. Okay. But any anyway. So I just want to say I blame Diane. But yeah. For well, three oh. of the five of us have had drinks, so it's it's bound to go anywhere tonight. Three of the five of us. Who else? Is More there? than I, just one. Oh, I had a drink. I, I did one. But that doesn't. Several. Had two. I had one and a half. So. Why well, two on the show? I had like two before that. Oh, see, she was prepared. But, oh, right, I'm um, but I'm sorry, Brett. I just I feel like I think that like the 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 unsung hero of this film. Speaking of the climax of the film, is Jonathan the the cameraman, yeah. played by my best friend Joe Bandelli. He would probably yeah. sue me if he heard me say that because it's not true. Um, but. Okay. No, he'll never listen to it. He probably won't even listen to when he's on our show. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, because this whole movie you go through, and it is a typical... The one thing that's typical about this movie is it's, it's a typical found footage movie. Everybody is making bad decisions. They're making the, the wrong decision. They're doing everything exact opposite of what common sense would tell you to do. Right? And it all fucking implodes on them. And everything just goes wrong. And then Diane, she is the same thing. This reporter, she's like, oh, 2C, it's not in this hotel. Let's go look at Hell House. I mean, did you not hear everything that fucking Sarah just told you? Okay, well, let's go there anyway. And then they get there. And Jonathan's like the only voice of reason in the entire film that she's like, let's go inside. And he's like, let's not. Yeah, that's why I say I blame Diane for them getting killed. Yeah. He is my favorite character in all three films of the trilogy. Actually, the funny thing is, is I think it's almost any time somebody has a camera because Paul made valid points about, like, we need to leave. And then when the one dude took over for Paul, when they started going down to the basement, he's like, dude, we should get the fuck out of here. I don't know if that's, like, a, a thread throughout this franchise, but it seems like whoever has the camera probably says something like, hey, maybe we should fucking leave. And he's like, no, nonsense. Nonsense, I mean, booby pants. 
Thank yeah. you. Paul, Paul didn't say let's leave until he realized he wasn't going to see titties. Because even if he That's saw true. that girl in the room in his face, if her boobs were out, he probably wouldn't have freaked out so bad. Okay. He'd have been like, oh, my God. Hey. Like, but, he would have been like, oh, shit. He did at least, like, speak up, like, there's something not right happening here. Yeah. Like, everybody thought he was fucking around. But so. the fact that he saw the figure in the room the first night, and he assumed it was Sarah, why didn't he say something to Sarah, like, hey, did you come in my room last night? Yeah. Do you sleepwalk? Like, that should have been, like, the overall, I'd have been done. <laughs> That well, night, he said that. Sleep, if I was Paul, I think she, she said, didn't she say, "Are you sleepwalking? Is she? Are you sleepwalking again? Or are you sleepwalking?" Like, I think like she does, and like it's a known thing. I still like, been um, done. Like I don't yeah. want to. And he didn't like shut his door ever. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, and no offense, like you're a grown ass man, and I'm not saying that you should beat a woman, but I am saying that like you wake up or you're doing shit in the middle of the night, like you're on your camera and you see this sleepwalking. Very tiny, tiny, because we see it literally in the next scene when she's laying on the bed. She's this big. You don't have to, like, mush her face. You can just brush past her. You can give her a little shoulder check. Like, you don't have to push her or pick her up and throw her. But you could turn around and be like, oh, my God, are you sleepwalking again? Let me go get Alex. Like, you're being weird. And then get up and walk past her and go and open Alex's door and be like, hey, your girl's out here. Yeah. Yeah. Get her. She's in my doorway. And also, shut your fucking door, porn stash. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> and the whole red light behind his door. Yeah. It's like, very it wasn't. It, the first night, yeah, he did that. But then the second time he recorded, it was still red behind him. I'm like, wouldn't you be concerned that there was red light behind you? That's not it's the exit sign. Okay, see, I, I can get that now. Yeah. It still looks good, though. That's oh, it's amazing. Yeah. I would have at least shut my door, because that would have bothered me. Whether creepy shit was happening or not, that's like that episode of Seinfeld when Kenny Rogers' chicken opens up across <laughs> the street and, sign, and Kramer and Jerry trade apartments, and they both go nuts when uh, the red light's shining in their door. The yeah. best, or in their windows. The oh, best door best open ever. from Kramer ever is when he opens the door out of Jerry's apartment and the light hits him and he does almost the fucking the thing that Michael Jackson did in Smooth Criminal where he's just like whoa ah <laughs> <He goes> <laughs> oh, so good yeah oh. well that's it I mean that's it that's the end of uh, Hell House LLC they just made poor decisions the entire time because with the whole thing with the clown moving I'd have been I'd have been done I'd have found my way out climbed out a window i'd have gone to the top floor like what's her face in halloween um jamie i would and uh what's her voice? no jb and uh i don't remember who does it i'd have busted the, the through sister. the damn window oh, at, oh, jamie. at the top of the jamie lloyd and level. Uh, rachel rachel I'd, yeah i'd have busted out the window well, i don't care if i'd have gotten cut had tetanus, whatever the hell, I'd been gone. Uh, well, well, when, the, thing... when the clown appears at the foot of the stairs and Mac is like, fuck this, I'm fucking going past him. And he goes past yeah. him and just goes into the dining room. Go past him and get into your fucking car. Yeah. Well, another thing I was going to say, you that you, something that I don't know it was in the director's cut or the regular cut, 
but after the interview ends and she leaves or whatever sometime in that she says like so when you left you just went to the front door and left and she's like yeah and then it cuts to the scene of her trying to leave and paul's there and caves her head in with the video recorder and then he slashes his own throat and then she gets drug off yeah. And then it cuts yeah. to them at the Hell House. You're like, oh, by that's that it. point, by that point, that is after Diane and Jonathan had left. So it it yeah. switches perspectives that it's very subtle, but it does it says it, but it, it's it's subtle that at some point it separates that Mitchell is watching the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. And so she says that, and then she's like, I'm in room two C. And um, so they leave to go find room 2C and then they go to Hell House and then that's Mitchell watching like and then that's when when they're okay, in the yeah. house and, yeah, and he's sense. calling and she's like, oh, Mitchell's calling. <laughs> that bitch, that's your producer. Yeah. Well, the that's, fucking phone. that's what I figured was going on. But I just make a mention of that. She actually did. Yeah. Get her ass kicked and yeah, but she's like yeah. making yeah. fun of him before they leave. Like, are you scared of ghosts? I'm like, you see all the shit happened and the people that were involved in this. There's Have you not been ghosts. talking to this girl for the past hour and a half, Diane? Yeah, she, they are literally talking to her at a dining room table. It's like an apartment wall behind them with the whole um light switch, a light switch in the outlet, like. It, it's just a blank apartment wall and they're at the dining room table and I'm like, no. Because all you <laughs> see is the reflection of her talking to him trying to get him to go to this place. And I've been like, no. Yeah, my bitch. Because they ask her at the very beginning, are you okay? She's not okay. I, no. I mean, you could physically see it on her body. She's yeah, not this, okay. This I would have not gone. Keith Morrison would have ended the interview. And who doesn't love Keith Morrison? I don't know who that is. I don't either. Dateline? NBC? The voice from Dateline NBC? Oh, okay. Yeah, he would have turned around and said, like, "Mm, let's get her some counseling and then we'll talk. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, so, yeah, I forgot to mention the fact that we do get to see the fact that Sarah's actually dead because you see the video of Paul killing her and then killing himself. And, yeah, and then the event happens with Diane and uh, and her cameraman at 2C. He kills the shit out of her, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. And, yeah, and that is the end of Hell House LLC. So now let's go around and talk about our final thoughts on the movie or like what we thought of it. Of course you got, we know what you guys thought of the movie, especially Gabby because you know, she brought this one to the table and you guys have an episode on this movie. So if you guys want to share your final thoughts, go ahead and then we'll get to Dan and then we'll get to Dan and Angela because it's there for, since it was their very first time with this movie. So lead it off guys. Boobs. I think I can speak for both of us. We hated it. I got that vibe. I got that vibe. Right, Booms? Not enough wieners. Don't like it. <laughs> I just said to him, I'm like, did she just call it boobs? <laughs> <laughs> we got boobs on the brain. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, I, booms, go ahead. I, I don't have anything to... It, it's my favorite of all time. Booms, go ahead. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's great. It's, this is one of the 
One of the films that actually scares me, and for a long time I didn't think another film would scare me, and this one came along and did. I uh, I really really enjoy this one. I won't I won't uh, I won't take too long because I know we've been going long already. It's a good film. You should watch it. You're so funny. I definitely was not disappointed in this. I I went in this going off of what I heard from people talk about Blair Witch. You know, I grew up at the time where that came out. Um, I still remember going trick or treating the year it went out. Uh, came out, and the guy I was dating at the time scared the shit out of us by recreating that as we were walking down the street. And I will never forget. I will never forget that. So I found it. I found it cheesy. So that's. I think that's one of the reasons I never watched it. So going into this, I'm like, okay, it's going to be another, you know, Blair Witch recreation. I was not disappointed. I was. I thoroughly enjoyed watching this. I would probably watch it again just to see what I missed. Because there were some subtleties. There's so to, much. Like them pointing out her looking at the angel in the garden and i i feel like that was where she first like started her descent into whatever possession had become of her it was her when they were recreating the the lover scene or whatever on the bench oh and then yeah. it cuts to her staring over at angel. staring at the angel and i was like yeah. what the hell is she doing that scene actually, um, Brett, I'm sorry. I, I want I want to want to finish this. I'm sorry. Um, speaking of behind the scenes, that is the only improv scene in the entire film. Is when they're in the field and they're hanging out. He gave the cameras to them and just said, have a good time. Make up your own lines, interact as the characters would interact, and do what you do what you think they would be doing on their day off. And um, they they all came up with that on the on their own, which is another testament to Stephen Cognetti's writing that the whole movie, I think the dialogue in the entire movie feels very natural. Not one scene except for that scene was improvised. Everything was scripted. And I love I love seeing that. Like, I feel like she just disassociated. In the, yeah, just off by herself, like. Hey, I'm just going to go, you know, over here while you guys are doing whatever. And they turn over to her and she's just standing there doing whatever. Like, you can't tell that it's improv. Like, there there's certain scenes that you can see, like, okay, maybe they kind of just came up with it on a whim. And you see her doing that and it's like, okay, I, I, I can see where, where they're getting at. And it, yeah. it just seems like it slowly trickled from there and then like her in the basement and when they first start and they're like are you okay and you know she's like yeah i'm fine she doesn't sound like she's fine but she's playing it off like okay let's get this over with i'm you know i'm fine but i'm not almost like love the kills love the you know love the the subtleties love I I, I want to watch it again. Like I I feel like it was good pick on you. Good good pick. Uh, definitely would not watch it at night. 
but that's how you're supposed to watch these. <laughs> I know. We were watching it during the day, and I'm like, I keep, like, this door is always open, so I'm like, I keep looking. Like, I keep looking on our camera, like, I'm waiting for something to pop out of our closet. And it's just our closet. It's the mark of a good fucking horror movie. Mm-hmm. I know. Brett? Yes, you're supposed to watch it at night, but if you're so scared that you can't re-watch it during the night, yeah. that's a scary fucking movie. I agree. Yeah, like like going into it, I would I had by you know I'm 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 down here with a lot of movies that we watch because I'm like I don't want to get my hopes up too high and be disappointed, so I I'm I'm just like okay, but I was kind of disappointed that I let my standards get that low. Like I wanted, there was a couple of times there was bad words said, <laughs> and I wish that I had recorded that, but I was not appropriately dressed. Good. Okay. I'm. I'm. Good. I'm, I'm going to keep on short because if Brett will allow, I need to do story time. I did, Parker. If he'll allow, <laughs> I know it's weird, really weird. Anyhow, uh, obviously not my kind of movie, but I did enjoy it. I, I like how grassroots it felt. Uh, the the subtlety and little things they throw in at the background that everybody's talked about at this point. And uh, I, I thought pretty much all the characters were enjoyable, even the shitty ones, except for probably Alex. But, you know, I guess he had his reasons, but like I like how they kept a lot of shit vague. And there's stuff that happened before, but I don't talk about it, which would make sense because you're thrusted into this scenario. You know, there would be things you wouldn't know about from the past that maybe get mentioned that, you know, only they would know. But you as a viewer wouldn't. But anyhow, uh, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the acting. And I... I, I didn't realize this movie wasn't rated. Like, there really isn't much violence in the movie at all, which is fine. Like, I mean, toward the end, of course, there's some, but, like, not, like, at least our version, like, not really graphic violence, just mainly language. But it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Again, not my kind of film, but I, I like, I respect what they did. I don't know the budget or anything behind this, but the, they did a good job. It's one of those... You don't see the kill, but you know what happens. Oh, yeah, it's good. So you... It's implied. That's yeah. good. That is a good yeah, I mean, this is my second time watching this movie, and I remember watching it the first time, and it was very effective. Like, it makes you pause for a second, look around the room, what the fuck? Makes you think, like, you know... It, for me, like, movies don't really scare me anymore, but found footage seems to be the one genre of like the one subgenre of horror that's that gets me sometimes not all not all the time but like this movie and lake mungo were those type of movies that like made the hairs raise in the back of my neck or or made me literally pause the movie to literally look in a dark corner to make sure nothing was standing there or just made me think like overthink about things Yes, you kind for me, I feel like you kind of lose the effect the more you watch the movie. I think the more you watch the movie, you're going to pick up on more things, and I think that's what makes this movie so great is, you know, like we pointed something out to Gabby, or I didn't because I didn't even know it was there, but like Dan and Angela pointed something out that Gabby didn't even know about, and she's seen this movie a bunch of times. So, you know, it's great to be able to have a movie like that where you can keep watching it and find out new things. Um, I love that about just movies in general. Um, but yeah, I think this movie's a blast, and I think it's one of the best in the in the found footage genre. I 
would love to talk about the sequels at some point, even though I'm not as big of a fan of them as I was of this one. But I think if based just on the story itself, I think it'd be a very interesting conversation to to go through the rest of this franchise. Maybe don't invite us for that one. Well, I have oh, to no, invite you for that. You talk too much. No. You know I what? talk too much. Boomer said like 12 words this entire time. I'm sorry, Booms. He's been over there waiting for his alcohol to get here. He's just been like, come on. <laughs> Boomer had his episode when we talked about Predator. <laughs> yeah. This is your episode. You pick this movie. This is your episode. This is the Gabby episode. Boomer is here for support. <laughs> Supporting. Yeah. <laughs> I said I could wait for you to pick a movie, so good. This is... I mean, um, <clears throat> before you do all your outros and Booms tells you where to find us, um, I would like to remind all of the people that if you sign up for Shudder, you get a seven-day trial. And um, in seven days, you can watch all three films of this trilogy. And if you get your trial after October 30th, you can also watch Hell House LLC Origins, The Carmichael Manor. And that's the new one. And I will tell you right now, um, I've been reading like advanced reviews, advanced screenings, and people talking about like what they saw. And um, people are saying that this Carmichael Manor is scarier than the original Hell House. And I know that they always put out the good shit when a new movie comes out, and they're always saying, um, you know, they of course they're not gonna say like mm, this sucks compared to the original or whatever. Um, this has nothing to do with Abaddon Hotel. It's completely, but it's all going to tie together, apparently. And I believe that it will because Stephen Cognetti is a fucking genius. And um, they, it was, it wasn't Dread, it was Dread Central got an exclusive clip to Carmichael Manor that I got the alert for on my phone at 1130 in the morning when I went to lunch at one o'clock and the sun was directly over me and I was sitting at a picnic bench, I started watching that clip and it freaked me out so fucking bad I couldn't fucking finish it. Whoa, I'm so excited. Get your fucking free trial. And after your free trial's up, bitch, cough it up, okay? I'm poor and I'm single and I still could afford $7.41 a fucking month for Shutter. so get it. Yeah. And give me a fucking time. break. Skip your fucking Starbucks for a day. You basic pumpkin spice bitches. Damn, there's a lot of great. There's a lot of great streaming much? services out there. Like Shutter's great. Screenbox is great, in my opinion. And they're all like, not that expensive. No, they're very inexpensive. You know, don't get Netflix. Yeah. Just say fuck Netflix. Get the fuck out of here. You could literally get yeah. Shutter and you get Shutter and Screenbox for less than you pay for fucking Netflix now. It's it's ridiculous. Damn, we're getting rid of Netflix. Oh, I know so. it kills me because they make giant turtle shows, and I'm like, I watch giant turtle shows. Yeah, just get it There's for the giant turtle show and then cancel it. It's fine. I know. I know. <laughs> There's certain things I have to watch. Um, this is our comment section of the show where we go to all the social medias and we ask people's opinions on the movies we are covering. So we, of course, go to X, Twitter, Instagram, uh, threads, and oh Facebook God. and ask, you know, what did you, what do you think of Hell House LLC? And we got a few just on... Is X separate now? It's I just go it's Twitter, Twitter slash X. It's the same thing. Um, it's still Twitter. Social media. I know. But not. we got a couple responses over on Twitter. I'm just going to say Twitter. Uh, our first one is from Half Price Horror. 
or at half horror who said it's a fun movie, but I can't say I'm ever scared by it because I can't put myself in the position mentally. I'm not going. Oh, what would I do if that was me? Because the answer is not be in the fucking hotel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, cat tsunami at cat tsunami pod who's or chat tsunami. God, I can't read who said, I completely forgot about this one. It was an interesting premise, but from what I remember, it was an all right ending. Uh, at ebunny061 says, love this movie. We have a patron in front of the show, Jason, or at Nerdrovert, who said, so much fun. A few genuine scares that were not expected. As for my favorite, one cut of the dead. It's not even close. Oh, yeah, I did ask in the tweet, what was your favorite? What is your favorite uh, found footage film? And that was, I think that was the only one that we got an actual answer to. And our last one is from Pop B or at D3LVUS, who just says, first one is the best of the series so far. Uses the follow-up footage from news outlets and eyewitness accounts to add another layer to the typical found footage film. I don't think we got anything on Instagram. So thank you to everybody who sent us a comment because we, appreciate, yes, we always love reading them on the show. All right, Dan, did you want to tell your story? Yes, real quick. All right. So there I was. I was 13 years old. What are we in? So I'm what, 38 now? So yeah, 37. I'm 30, 37, 38 next year. Sorry. So Listen, don't make me older than our 24 age. years old. We had an abandoned property, caddy corner to the apartment complex I lived in. Surrounded by a tree row in the Midwest. There was a lot of windbreak tree rows. So me and my buddy's like, hey, let's sneak into this house. I'm like, great. That's one I hadn't been in yet. Let's totally fucking do this. So we snuck into the house <clears throat> on the outskirts of this town I lived in. We walked in, you walk in, there's a grain silo on your right, big fucking old farmhouse on the left. We figured we can't get into the doors, but the, they've got an outside cellar access. Go through the cellar access, worm our way back through. Upstairs, go up through the kitchen, there's a bunch of junk in it. We found a fucking drawer, like a, like in a, like a suitcase, an old suitcase, full of checks. Like just written checks. Like I don't know, if then look at the back of them, see if they're signed. We're just like, this is unusual as fuck. So just a whole suitcase full of them. And uh, then we went around the house, looked for some more, went upstairs, found huge plates of glass and styrofoam. And this one room, it was a, it was a big open room upstairs. It was a big window, all these big things. We ended up breaking them like because we were pieces of shit teenagers. That was the only thing we broke in the house. We're like, ah, fuck it. We're done here. Let's leave. We've been in the house for like an hour, 15 minutes, hour and 30 minutes. One thing I want to note, when we came up through the basement, we did find an old porn mag. It was just laid out, open. So we went back to the house, went down. Was it crusty? I didn't. We just lit, looked. I didn't pick it up. Yeah, probably, I'm assuming. Out. No, I'm assuming it probably was. But we went back out, out through the uh, cellar entrance, started walking back to the road. And so the house had been right, right grain silo on the left. And the dude, when well, a guy was with us, like, like, lay, hey, holy shit, look up there. And I turn, and in the window of the same room I was just in, an older house could only see from here top down and it was this dude butt fucking naked dick out just in the window and this dude was like well i remember being like a well-built motherfucker like he was cut he was not like this fat gross dude he was just like this and it's like fucking full mast at the window and we just bolted in the same room we were just in before we left sure as shit that's a dick window story was it a ghost dick? 
I don't know. I, on the on the run, I remember I ran and I fell and I cut my knee open and I still think I still have a scar. I think there from when I cut my knee on a piece of metal. Wow, what a story! I stumbled into the uh, Chris Hansen house. And... I must have. <laughs> must have. It's not a great oh, story, no. but it was the weirdest thing that ever happened to me as a kid. So what were your plans here tonight? <laughs> this guy had different intentions than us, apparently. Oh, and I came out of that house. If I was, if we weren't careful. We didn't hear anybody else there. It was just me and this this guy I was with. So anyway. Well, before we go and before we. Uh, that let, is a hell house. Before yeah. we let Boomer and Gabby tell us where they can find us. We're, we're going to talk. We're just going to state what we're going to be doing next week. We're going to be talking about a movie that is celebrating its 50th anniversary. And we also have a guest for it. We have fellow podcaster Antonio from the Coltworthy podcast on to talk about. I just got this beautiful 4K Blu-ray in. The Exorcist from 1973. We figured since The Exorcist Believer is out and this this original film is yeah 50 years old this year. So it's a good time to rewatch it. I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. And it's going to be fun to talk about it with somebody who is very well versed in like classic movies. So it's going to be a lot of fun to, uh, and it's going to be great to watch it in 4K. I think the last time I watched it was on like AMC in 1998 or something. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So it's going to be a lot of fun. So yeah, next week is The Exorcist. And then we got some fun stuff coming on in the future. But before we go, Gabby, Boomer. Tell us where we can find your wonderful show. And all and of course you too as well. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us anywhere that you get your podcast that is Podcast of the Woods. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Woods Podcast One. We're on Facebook and the Slasher app. Just download the Slasher app and just search for us on either one of those at Podcast in the Woods. Uh, you can email the show at podcast in the woods one at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. If you feel so inclined, and that is Patreon dot com forward slash woods podcast and uh yeah that's a that's about it and if you're feeling if you're feeling extra generous uh rate us and review us on whatever you listen to your shows on and we really appreciate it we love our listeners we love to interact with y'all and that's it i i I can't attest to that uh boomer and gabby they they put a lot out on the social medias they're very interactive um it's it's good time gabby i'm giving you credit Give you credit. Just take it. I don't know why. Listen, let's let's have an honest moment here. Heart to heart. I don't do shit on socials. <laughs> fuck a social. Fuck a Twitter. I don't give a fuck. Twitter X, X, Twitter bullshit. I don't care. Boomer does all of that. If you want to talk to me, you have to go to Slasher. Something I the can't. one I can't app we're with not all on. Of these. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you guys want to talk to me. Tell Booms that you want to email me or text me. Right. He has my number. We'll do that. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, I it, it, socials. I it's our bread and butter, but I don't give a shoot. So all the links to podcasts in the woods will be down in the description as well. Make sure you go follow them on all of the social medias, and make sure to follow this wonderful show because it's awesome. It's funny as hell. And I'm just going to shout out the episode we were on. Make sure you go over and listen to our Dead Alive episode because it is amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's so good. It's, it was such a blast. I apologize in advance to anybody who hasn't heard it yet. 
Oh man, it's so good. It's very good. Also, listen to our last episode uh, on our show. The last time they were on, that we talked about uh, Predator from 1987. That was a fantastic episode. Make sure to go listen to everything we've. Yes, yeah, so this is our third collaboration. Actually, me and Boomer talked about Smile together. Like we've done a lot of stuff over the last, you know, year and a half or however long we've known each other. So it's yeah. Make sure to check out all those uh, great episodes. And of course, you can find us on all the social medias at Dissect That Film. And clearly you're listening to us on your favorite podcast service. So you should make sure to rate and review the show, please, please. It helps our show grow and it helps get us get into more people's ear holes because that's where we want to be. We want to be in the ear holes. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on YouTube as well. Herbert. I'm sorry. That's not what I meant, but okay. Uh, you can follow us at YouTube at youtube.com slash. Uh, at dissect that film where we have the video versions of all of our podcasts nothing special just uh, you get to see our faces <laughs> talk about the same thing that you're going to hear on the audio versions and we have a patreon patreon.com slash dissect that film where we have three tiers as of right now we have one dollar tier we have a three dollar tier where we have where which is our new home for our monster zone show and then we have a five dollar tier which will have extra stuff come 2024 so we got a lot of stuff brewing over there and uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Dan and Angela. Can I add something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Everybody look out for when Angela and I take over the podcasting world. Yes. We are going to become the most prolific podcasters of all time. Hell yeah. We're going to run the world. You're welcome. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and of course, I want to thank all of our patrons. Uh, over on Patreon because you are amazing and you help us grow and we thank you for your contributions to the show and to everybody who listens to the show and watches the show we love you and thank you so much for everything you do for us because this has been a lot of fun and if it weren't for you guys you know hyping us up we wouldn't be doing this hanging out with awesome people like Boomer and Gabby it, it's always a great time who cares if it's almost three hours long that's just how this, this how this shit works and it's a blast. I'm so sorry. We don't care. I don't care. I'll care when I edit. That's that's the only time I care. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Well, I think that's about it. Thank you again, Boomer, Gabby. Thanks, you guys, guys so much. Thank amazing. you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys yeah, are a blast to have on. And uh until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angel of DNA Gaming, and that is Gabby and Boomer of Podcast in the Woods. And this has been the Dissect That Film Podcast, episode 132. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.